0: Welcome back to the second episode of Wrestling Around, and this week we've got something that I think we all enjoyed. <laughs> it's better than the car crash of Uncensored '96. We're going to be talking about NXT Takeover Dallas, but before we get into that, joining me is the world famous Terry Peters. Terry Peters, what's going on? Hello, yeah, all good. Thank you. You A busy week at work? Excited for WrestleMania tonight? Good. And we've got Lewis Markham. Lou, what's happening? Yeah, I'm good. i managed to uh, stock up on my snacks despite the uh, the
1: quarantine this week, so I'm ready for two nights of WrestleMania. Obviously, by the time this goes out, we'll know if it was good or not, and whether yeah. it was worth staying up, but I am <laughs> looking forward to uh,
0: having a quarantine day off work on Monday, recovering from uh, WrestleMania weekend. I am loving the commitment. I am Ross Markham, as always, and like I said previously, we are talking about NXT TakeOver Dallas, a show that we was all lucky enough to actually be at. So this happened in 2016, was it? 2016, 2016, April, April oh, first. first. April so, Fool's Day.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, if you'd have said an uh, uncensored 96 was on April Fool's Day, I would have believed you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I think but there was look, something there was something particularly foolish about this this
1: NXT takeover of Dallas show. And I'm going to get out of the way now because I don't want it to ruin the full experience. Oh, oh go on, get in there. A but bit the arena, early. the K Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center, a disgrace. Right, <laughs> we'd been traveling for around 24 hours. We'd been on a, you know, just to put it in context, it was WrestleMania weekend. We we're going for the first time. Uh, we'd traveling around America before we went. We visited New York, uh, Philadelphia, Atlantic City, which is more stories that are coming across. Peters. Um, <laughs> and then obviously we'd flown in from Washington that morning. We'd been up for about 24 hours. You know, I didn't fancy beer. I don't have a beer. I thought, no, I get a, I get a, a cook, You know, get some caffeine get get going. Get there. Uh, we don't have any cook. Okay, that's yeah. so I find Pepsi. Not Pepsi. Dr. Pepper! Free <laughs> soft drinks. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper light. And lemonade. All right, so it's like, fine, I'll have a beer. I do not want a beer, but you're giving us food. You know, I don't <laughs> want medicine. I don't want cabinet medicine. So I find, right, fine, it's fine. Okay, yeah, you know, good, something Something like, you know, the arenas are always good for food in America. I'll get some good food. Nachos! with a cheese sauce and that was it that's the only food in the whole damn arena were nachos with cheese sauce and those cookies that come in like the individual packets where you think they look really nice but they're always a bit dry when you you open them up all that was there maybe I'd been spoiled right we'd been to um, Raw and the house show in New York the weekend before I'd had the good the good food at um, Madison Square Garden I got my chicken tenders at Madison Square Garden Got a gourmet hot dog watching the Knicks the next night. We go to the back of the Senate for Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I get some buffalo wings. Slightly too hot. Let me stream tears watching that recording SmackDown down beforehand. But, you know, still great food. So I think, oh, it's going to be amazing. In Dallas, Texas, home of the barbecue. Get some food from the arena. Basically warm, slightly warm Doritos. With cheese Whiz, is the only way I could describe it. An absolute disgrace. An absolute disgrace. But other than that, you know, great show. I'm looking forward to discussing it. Uh, there, uh, there, we, there we have it then, our apparent
0: new section. Lou <laughs> <Blue> Rants. <laughs> just,
2: just on the food, can I just That's point good. out that That's I good. pretty much lived on Arena Nachos for two weeks, and Nachos in general, while we were on holiday there. It was there brilliant.
0: We, there we go, Lou. Terry Peters, happy with the Nachos. Nachos
1: is a meal in general, you know, when you get a bit of cheese. Bit of, you know... Bit of jalapenos, bit of guac, guac bit well, of salsa. Yeah. yeah, absolutely fine. It Can constitute a meal. A bit of so maybe some shredded chicken, pull pork on there, something. No, no. <laughs> cheese sauce on a packet of Doritos. No, i was like, you know, I I don't want to be smashed, but I'm all like, as to smart natural chips. Look, other, brands
0: are, other brands are available. <laughs> lightly,
1: <laughs> lightly solid, slightly warm. You know, we you know we'd been up for twenty four hours at that point, right? And after this, we had to go and watch fucking Lima Bean wrestle a can of soup. A <laughs> kaiju yeah. big battle. And now I'm doing that <laughs> on an empty stomach. 24 hours I've been up and I'm having nachos. And, you, and you,
0: you're still not forgiven to this day.
1: Still not forgiven. I was quite tired as well because somebody had left their alarm. <laughs> oh they woke me up at 5am. Yes,
2: the yes, they did. Yes, they did, Terry Piers. It was 5.30. Yeah. I forgot yeah. to turn my work alarm on. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's
1: fine. And when you've been up, like, I think we were 36 hours that time travelling. Anyway, you know, we should probably get on to this because it was a good show. But I do want to point out, and, and I am going to praise the venue later on because I thought it looked really good on TV. But the concession stands, they need to they need to think what they're doing. They need to learn. Is that what you're saying? They need to learn. If anyone from the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Centre is listening today, so you'd have food stands
2: out. Unless you already have them, thank you. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, have you been back since? So you don't know that they haven't sorted it out. Uh, they, 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 they could have done. Um,
1: I probably tweeted them at the time uh, to let them know. But yeah, I wasn't wasn't a fan of the food situation. And the cookie was just it was just a bit dry, but crumbly. Thought it was going to be true.
0: Right, so let, let's get this straight. So, so last week you sat through three hours of Uncensored 96 and all the Great. bloody silliness that went on with that. Yep. And you didn't get this impassioned once. <laughs> but somebody saves you some nachos with a tiny bit of cheese whiz on the top and, 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 and it's blown your lid. <laughs> that was no the only Coca-Cola. thing available.
1: No, yeah, you got to forget the, the no Coca-Cola thing as well is an important part. You know, you two know me. You know I love a good diet Coke.
0: That is
2: you know, true. Live off, the, live off yeah. the
1: stuff if I could. It would be in your veins. Right, but it's not, it's not just that. Just like, oh, no, we don't have Coke and I'm like, right, okay, fine, yeah, Pepsi, whatever. No, no, it's Dr. Pepper. It's not the same drink, Right. Pepsi is an inferior version of Coca Cola, right? I'm sorry out there, but it's true. But Dr Pepper is a different drink completely. It's not the same thing. I had to have a beer. I was tired. Didn't particularly want a beer. But what 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 was I meant to do? Given the circumstances. I mean, right now my heart is bleeding for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we yeah, got right, to right, have a beer. We got for
0: it. We got for it.
1: We got for it. A Mine great is... time. Great show. We're
0: all we're all here four years later. We've survived somehow, despite the lack of diet coke and the lack of food options. Yep, we like all say, did enjoy the show. We did very much. It was great. It was a great. It was a great show. Yeah, it just left me yeah. hungry for a bit more. I think. It, it, I think. I'm going to say this now, early, This is the best live show I've ever been at.
1: I agree. I respectfully disagree um, because I still prefer WCPW refused to lose the same year. Um, with Martin Kirby and Joseph Connors, um, That's which that I'm that ho- 2016? hopefully we'll be able to, Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to cover that. Was um, it really? Was, I, it was September I 2016, was, I yeah. I thought that was miles that was afterwards. Uh, yeah, that I think
0: that was the bottom of of line, line, was uh, line. line, was it? Uh, no, that was the World Cup final. I oh, think yeah, that. but we, that was... we'll 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 cover that. that we'll, we'll, cover, we'll cover both of them. So uh, anybody yeah. listening who wants to know the story about Terry Peters and the bottle of wine, come back to us in June
1: because we'll yeah, we'll but... go through that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would say up to this point, uh, I prefer I, I possibly uh, um, preferred take of New Orleans, but up to this point, it was the best thing I've ever witnessed. Um, wrestling or non wrestling. Um, I did see I did see quick... Carl playing June that year as well, which was spectacular. Busy year for you two thousand. I was the food there. I didn't get any food actually there. Is it? Yeah. So Could there be is one. It, it was at the Etihad <laughs> Stadium as well. It was at the Etihad Stadium. I knew what I was getting into as a football ground. It was a pocket pie on out on it, but I knew that I'd got into it. American Arena's there. You know, and just just to point out that like it's not just an issue with Texas because the American Airlines Center the next night. I got a full pizza from Pizza Hut in there. Cracking stuff. You know, Cowboy <laughs> Stadium. Got a meatball sub, absolutely outstanding, lovely stuff. But the K Bailey LA- <laughs> Hutchins Convention Center, an absolute disgrace. I remembered the the, that's the only reason I remember the name, I didn't have to look it up, I remembered it. i remember thinking, what oh, a disgrace. You know, it's like it's meant for this world class arena for this world class wrestling event, and the catering options are worse than Hull Ice Arena. But
0: <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Right, let, let's move on because uh, we're watching a video and it's getting red every every second. Yeah. <laughs> so we shall move, move on So NXT TakeOver Dallas. Like I said, it was the best show I've ever seen live. I would probably still stand to, to this day. It was, um, I think, it was one of the most popular takeovers that NXT have done. It was, right, some would say the the glory years of NXT. You had the likes of Finn Balor, Smojo, yeah. But, with the revival just before the revival get going but we'll get to that so any
2: final comments before we get into it i think at this point as well, i was thinking this they highlight a lot of signings around that time they got from the indies and it felt like this was the time that nxt was starting to pick up with sort of bringing the bigger names in to the sort of third brand as you would at the time to from being rather than being a developmental brand
0: yeah i would agree with that i think this is the time where it stopped being developmental and they were trying to it was obviously still was developmentally. still had a lot of new faces and new characters, but I think this was they were trying to get it push the network and trying to get it, you know, on a par with it, Raw and SmackDown.
1: Yeah, and, and what you always forget as well is that this was quite early on in, in NXT's development. <laughs> yeah, intended. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... um And it, this was the first um, takeover on a WrestleMania weekend. Um, the year before, they'd done a, a house show in San Jose, I think. Um, but this is the first time like it was a full-on uh, takeover. I think it, Takeover Brooklyn, the first one, which is the first kind of outside of Florida that happened uh, SummerSlam before. But this is like the first time you got into that pattern of the, the big four pay-per-views having an NXT Takeover attached to it. Um, and I think by the end of the year they moved out of Florida completely for right. Takeovers. Um, right. Well, out of, out of the um, full sale. Yes, yeah. they still do it. Though. The Orlando one and stuff. But yeah, I think this is... This was like the kind of the beginning of the next chapter of NXT, as it were, I think. And I think Nakamura's sign in particular, as we'll get to later on, yeah, um, kind of showed that it was going, that it was becoming a fair brand. Um, and it was essentially WWE's own competition at this point. they would yeah. kind, of, kind of made that cool alternative to themselves. themselves. Um, so, you know, for a long time you would have, oh, yeah, I, I don't like WWE. I prefer TNA or I prefer Ring of Honor. And now it was, oh, I actually prefer NXT. And it's like, it was genius by WWE, really. They'd, they'd made the the cool underground alternative.
0: They'd made themselves, which I thought was an absolutely genius move. Yeah, I think you have to give a lot of credit to WWE because they respect what you say about them. People say, I'm not, I don't like this, I don't like that. How long have they been going for? What, 2020? Yeah. They've been going for 40 years, are not they? As, as the number one yeah. wrestling company. does. A year and a half break when WCW was over them, but they survived that and they yeah. ended up absolutely wiping. At, towards the end of the Attitude Era, WWE was was beating WCW by miles more than WCW ever beat them by.
1: Yeah,
0: you've got to give a lot of credit to them that they have sort of reinvented themselves and, you, like you say, they are creating their own competition. Yeah, but it, don't matter, it don't matter to them. So all come under one umbrella. So, no, exactly. Credit where credit's due to to WWE. Yeah. And also, the number of Bullet Club t shirts in this crowd was insane. Well. Yeah, this That's this was the uh, sort of. AJ Styles is at a time, isn't it? AJ Styles. AJ Styles was across.
1: Ball. Yeah, he, yeah, has come across. And I think Gallows and Anderson debuted on Raw the week after this. So this was
0: sort of the Kenny Omega. So uh, the, yeah, this
1: was really when, when New Japan Adam was Cole, just Adam kind Cole of becoming was, a thing. Yeah, was it Adam uh, Cole was the
0: next member in Monique, I think. He was the next member.
1: Yeah, yeah, this was. Um, so I think in January, AJ Styles and Nakamura had their match at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9. Yes. Nine? Yeah, I think, I think. So. and then obviously they both handed the notice into the New Japan the next day. Yeah. Um. And then that, that was kind of a big deal in itself. That was quite a big, I remember that was quite a big story and WWE were kind of posting rumors about themselves. Again, of like, oh, are these guys going to sign? Um, maybe, like, Obviously they'd sign by that point. Um, yeah. But it was, it was quite a good way of, of kind of bringing those, those people in the the anticipation for Nakamura all night was ridiculous. I, I'll be honest, I was quite ignorant. I was New Japan. I'd never heard of them. Really? Well, I'd heard of New Japan. I knew they existed. I knew what the IWGP title was, but I'd never really heard of Shinsuke Nakamura. Or realized what the big deal it was um, until we were kind of waiting outside. We got there quite early, and there were these these guys just going absolutely mental over Nakamura. And then you get in there, there's the, the Bullet Club T-shirts everywhere. There's the Nakamura T-shirts everywhere.
0: Right, so we've got NXT over Dallas at the K-Berley Hutchinson Arena. Uh, I thought the opening video segment, like all WWE events for the past 20, 25 years, was very good. I thought it introduced every every segment, every match that was going to be on. It tells the story of where NXT is at the time, so even if you didn't like watch all the episodes running up to it, you, you knew what was going on, you knew stories, rivalries. Um, I thought it introduced everything well. Terry, what did you think?
2: I liked it as a video package. The only issue I have is it showed every res- all these famous wrestlers from Texas, which is absolutely quality because obviously it's based in Texas. The only issue I've got is it doesn't show the Undertaker. I know they they, they say he's from Death Valley for KFAP. Everyone knows he's from Texas. You've got to keep KFAP. I mean, if there's going to be one wrestler, you keep KFAP for. It's going to be Undertaker. <laughs> but when when he was the biker, wasn't he from te- wasn't he from Houston, Texas? Yeah, but we. I thought he was still from Death Valley. Isn't still from Death Valley? I thought he, he was from he, Houston, Texas at that
1: time. Because I remember when it was the, the WrestleMania X7 press conference, he went, You know,
0: Death Valley is only around the corner from here. But everyone knew he was Texan. But you gotta, you got to yeah. keep it up, I think. Yeah. You, you, yeah.
2: You, if you're going to do it for one, take as the guy, you know? Yeah. But
0: let's be honest. Yeah.
2: But like I said, that, that was my only thing with it, but I thought it was really cool because obviously it had people like Stan Hansen who went into the Hall of Fame that weekend and and uh, the Freebirds who also went into Hall of Fame, and JBL, who is now a Hall of Firma I was going to agree with that,
0: because uh, I, I noticed that as well. One of the things I picked up, Jacqueline was on there who went into Hall of Fame. Yeah, me. Jacqueline yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, WWE it's a the machine, and there's so many cogs turning, but everything links. So they had all the, they were drumming up, without even telling you that they're drumming up interest for the Hall of Fame, what they were doing was they were drumming up interest for the Hall of Fame by Jacqueline and Stan Hansen and the Freebirds and and JBL, I think JBL inducted JBL and Simmons inducted Jacqueline, didn't they? Yeah. That, yeah. So, and the Godfather, Godfather, he went in, was it that year he went into all of them? the year after? No, he went in that year. He went in that year. There's
1: an advent
2: for them in the show, yeah. Yeah. Um, he
0: was in there as well. A lot of, Texas, hotbed of
2: wrestling. <laughs> yeah, because it had the Von Erics, well, the Von Erich family as well, didn't it? And, uh, yeah,
1: and it, it showed shots of the, the Sportatorium. Um, Afterwards, which is, I think was where well class were based for a right. long time.
0: Was that not Steve? West? Steve Austin always Stone Cold. He always yeah. says, and he joins his mates at the Sportatorium. Yeah, it's so it was just it, it, it made
1: it seem. I mean, even though they were in Dallas, just because it was WrestleMania weekend, it made it seem like it was a really prestigious place to have a a wrestling event. Um, and I think they've been quite good at for doing that, especially NXT. Yes, I think, I think- there's a, a video package a few years ago that Paul Heyman narrated in Philadelphia. But they're really good at just making Bringing out the history, really. Which is considering it's a brand about the future, they're really good at looking back at the the
0: past as well. Yeah, I think good. It's classic, classic WWE. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, package to to start the show. Right, so we jump straight. So we've got Corey Graves and um, Tom Phillips announcing To be fair to them, so let we'll probably get into the actual card. I quite liked a two-man team. There's a lot of three-man teams going around at them, and that seems to be like the popular flavor. But I. I think you can't beat uh, down the middle, play-by-play, uh, play, which is Tom Phillips, and then you've got the heel, um, secondary color commentator, which is Corey Graves. And I think this is Corey Graves at his best before he got a bit overexposed on the on the
2: two main shows. We've got any comments on the on the commentary teams? Was he actually on the main roster at this point, or was he just on NXT? Because I couldn't remember if he was on the main roster as well. I- I think this is just before was it it was JBL and Byron Saxton? Because this is before the brand yeah. split.
0: Yeah, this is right. before the brand yeah, split.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Tom Phillips is a really underrated commentator. Yes. I would agree. I with think that. he's I think he's really good. I'm, I'm glad he's back on um he's back on Monday Night now. Um I think he's really good. And it was what was interesting about this one as well is that yeah, now I always like associate Marrow and Aldo with NXT. But he actually presented the pre-show um on yes. night. As they, yeah. allu-
0: they allude to later on, that they I think yeah, he also he also um, overcommentated on one of the promo, isn't the Nakamura promo package, which we'll yeah. get to later on. sure that was his voice. It was, yeah. But yeah, so we've got a, a two-man ball. This is this is all this is as old school well, as old school NXT as it gets. This is <laughs> if yeah. NXT become the, the powerhouse that it is today, and selling God knows how much money on actual American TV before this was just on the network. But we jump straight into, coming out first, American Alpha. So we've got Jason Jordan and Chad Gable, and they will be taking on The Revival, which is uh, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, and they're the current tag team champions, and this is for the NXT tag titles. And out the bat, American Alpha's entrance music is brilliant. I, I, think, agree. I think it's absolutely great. I think they come on and they get the crowd riled up. And I, forgo- I genuinely forgot, because what is he, Shorty Gino or whatever he's called, Jack yeah. Gable. I forgot he used to have the little, like John Cena flag that said, "Red in Willing Gable," and I, just, yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. And then I remembered, and I remembered why Jack Gable at this time was one of my favorite characters in, in the whole of WWE. But I rem- one of the things that you two will probably remember from that night, the crowd was absolutely electric.
2: I so- I have noted that down that the crowd were red hot and. I think it was throughout the event, not just this match. But like I say, I, I did notice for American Health particularly how, how red hot the crowd actually were. uh yeah, it was that. It was.
1: It was insane. Just, I remember at the time of thinking like this is probably like peak wrestling fandom, being in one of those really hot crowds. Um, and I think I might have mentioned it last week as well. Like when you're in one of those hot crowds, it's just there's nothing else like it really. Like I don't think any form entertainment comes comes close to it um obviously we got to a lot of football together i don't think the, the atmosphere i mean i know we support all city but i don't think the i don't think the atmosphere ever gets up to the point where it gets to for some of these big wrestling shows um you know everyone was like us you know everyone had traveled in from elsewhere everyone was probably sleep deprived everyone was having to drink beer because there was no coca-cola available and it really just let, <laughs> let it go <laughs> it really made the are, the atmosphere was absolutely pumped all the way through. The crowd never stopped from from this moment right until the end of the show. Um
0: the crowd was was absolutely fantastic. I think also what helps it was it doesn't happen now, but this was on the Friday night rather than the Saturday yeah. night. And I think because everybody like you say everybody got in on the Friday or after got in on the Thursday. This was the first wrestling thing they did that weekend. You go there expecting for anybody who hasn't been to WrestleMania weekend, you go there and it is 100% wrestling from start to finish. But this was the like for most people the first action or the first bit of wrestling that they would been maybe been to access in the morning or the afternoon. So they got this. So everyone's hyped, especially for us. It was our first ever WrestleMania. We yeah. we dreamed about it. We talked about oh it's going to be like this. It's going to be like that. And you get there, and the building's bouncing as soon as you get in, and it lifts everybody up. Everybody's on the feet and. They, it, I think it's absolutely if you're going to go to any NXT I would suggest go to a Wrestlemania NXT event because I think you get the, a broader uh, amount of people because uh, you know from all over the world so we travel across the world to go there, there was people from Australia, there's people from everywhere, there's Americans who travelled six hours just to fly in to go to NXT and then everybody's there, and everybody's up for it and I think this this was the perfect match for them to start with. Would
2: you would you agree with that? Yep, I agree. I like say I think because the, the crowd was so red hot for American Alpha. I think with the revival being the heels they were at the time as well, and for it to be the tag titles to to kick us straight out the bat, it's it was just a really good really good opening yeah. for me.
1: What I did like as well, and I, I'm normally quite a stickler for this, is. You know, the the Revival were quite a well-respected tag team at the time. Not as much as they were like two or three years later when they had the series with DIY. Yes. But they were quite well-respected. But the the heat they got, and that's one thing that I always like about crowds, is when you you get into it, you're passionate, but you kind of respect kayfabe a little bit. I always go to shows, and like, even if I absolutely love one of the heel wrestlers and their performances, I will boo them out of the building quite willingly if that's the character they're playing. Um, because I just think it goes, it just it ties in with the show. It's like you know, you don't go to the the pantomime and then kind of cheer the sheriff and Nottingham, as it were. Um, you you kind of booing, you are kind of joining. And I, I like doing that with wrestling as well. There are certain exceptions, obviously, when someone just like really sucks. But for the most part, I like, um, you know, if, if Dolph Ziggler has a first ten, I'm ignoring. <laughs> <them>. Um, but <laughs> right, the, so there are there are certain times where it's nice, it's nice and obviously you get the big moments like Austin changing and things, but for the most part, I like to try and respect that as much as I can. Um, and obviously when you contrast this to WrestleMania 32, two nights later, very different. But I, I like the fact that the crowd was so invested in the, in a babyface tag team. They were dead against the heel, the heel champions. And it just worked fantastically for, for an opening match. And obviously American Alpha won the titles. And it sets you up for a for a good night. I always like. I think it's formulaic, but it works. If pay per views, baby face goes over first match, just gets the crowd a bit pumped up. I I kind of like that for the most part. I yeah. I know it's formulaic. I know you can expect it, but I actually I think it's one thing that does get the crowd right into it going forwards. Yeah,
0: well I think that's what everybody does. It start off strong. You want you want to start off strong. I thought this was. Uh, look, well, if you just to look down the card and, and thought which which match should we start with? I think. 99 times out of 100, you would put this match on. And that's no disrespect to the tag titles. I think you want to you wanna open with a bang, don't you? But I, what you were saying with the crowd getting on, there was a clear heel best baby face, but I thought Revival, or unbelievable heels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Some of the stuff they were doing, I think there was a bit where, I think it was Dash, he went under the ring to pull Jason Jordan off to get a tag from Gable. But uh, and I just thought that was you don't see that there at all. You n- you never nah. see
2: that. In, nah. t- it was very. It was
1: very old so school. A bit fresh. Yeah. yeah sort heel tactics
2: that worked. I was gonna say that uh, there was a one that I noted down as well where Dor- Dash um, creates sort of a distraction. I think it was, and Dawson then just rakes the eyes while the referee is distracted. Yeah. Just and it's just things like that. It's just the psychology of the match that enables. Yeah. It to to do so well as an opener. It's just yeah. those
1: little things. It's like, but it's what heels doing, like all all sports. Like you know, when you think of someone like um, Luis Suarez or, or Diego Costas, it's, it's not the big things to do. It's not like to go in and like you know, two foot and everyone who walks around and like absolutely destroying people. It's just the little perks, the little the little niggles here and now and again, where you're just like, oh, you bastard! I hope you get some. Yeah. Um, and in wrestling, is the one spot where you know that that character is not going to succeed. Yeah, you know they're going to come up into it. It's just
0: kind of waiting for it to happen. Um, but yeah, i was just on that. I thought this was like the perfect marriage because the team of American Alpha. You've got a, a good big guy and a good little guy, yeah. and I thought that lent into to the uh, revivals sort of heel tactics. You can get Gable in the corner and beat him down, and Jason Jordan. He's a, he's like pumped on the sidelines, and he? you can see the like veins and his muscles like popping. And everyone knows he's going to come in at some point. The, the, the tag is going to be made. Everyone knows he's going to come in. But you wait and I thought what they did really well was not so much false finishes, but false tags. So there was bits where Gable was getting lifted up, and he nearly got there, and he's within inches. And I remember being in the crowd thinking, oh, go get, get tag yeah. him in, tag him in. <laughs> I want to see Jason Jordan like, run wild on him. And then the Revival stopped him, and then they beat him down in the corner for a few more minutes. I thought that was... Unbelievable. I thought whoever set this match out, whether it was them two or the adult from an agent or that did an absolutely terrific job because Mm. I'm of the opinion tag team wrestling done well is the best. I'm probably more of a fan of tag team matches than I am of singles because I just think there's more you can do with them. And when it's done well, if it's done awful, it's bad. But when it's done well, I think that it's absolutely unbelievable. What they noticed was
2: do you remember Jason Jordan being this good? I was going to say this. You feel sorry for what actually has happened to him in recent times. With obviously he's got a bad injury. If he could produce, if he could have produced this on the main roster rather than being in that complete bollocked angle of being Kurt Angle's son, he could have been Intercontinental Champion, maybe even pushing the World Champion. And it, this match just shows how good he actually was. For me, you, same with Gable. Been...
0: Do you think he, do you think he could do it as a single start? or
2: do you think he's one of them
0: tag teams, one of them people who has to be in the tag team? Like I, the Rev- Revival, If you were to split them up, they'd just disappear into mediocrity. They'd be on Velocity or Heat, or whatever it's called now. Main event. They're meant to be in the tag team. I would say something similar to Jason Jordan. I think it works with him and Gable, and I'm hoping when he comes back, he gets put back with Chad Gable and the start American Alpha. Do you think he could do what on his own or do you think he has to be back into a tag
2: team? I I think on the on the premises of this match, he probably could do it on his own because I think he's got the in-ring skill. But unfortunately on the main roster, he got put in probably a, an absolutely terrible storyline and mm. then suffered the injury, which I mean, whether he comes back from or not is obviously another story because he's been out know, nearly the best part of two years, I think now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it might be worth, if he ever does come back, maybe just give him a singles run and see how he gets on. And then, if not, I'd revert back to American Alpha because I think Chad Gable has suffered as a result of being on his own because of the, the booking he's got. I.e., now he's known as Shorty G, and it's yeah. it's it's just not very good. No, he, he was
0: he was great in this. So absolutely, American Alpha win by pinfall. Um, I, they look great. This is so they're the new NXT tag team champions what i did notice just on the pinfall you don't see that as much and it's something that's real you know, like you said the nuances it's real simple so chad Gables got him in the in the pin and jordan and then um, i think he's got dawson in the pin and wilder comes in from the outside and jason jordan jumps on him yeah. to stop him because how many times have you seen it where this is not just a thing. this is all wrestling where the the other partners are just stood outside the ring and you like well, get in. <laughs> get yeah, in you kinda,
1: yeah, you just kind of just kind of lean on the ring. I find go, like, oh my god, no! But you've, you've clearly got the time. It's yeah. It's like when you're playing one of the uh, the WWE 2K games, isn't it? And like you have to pin someone, but you 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 are just begging your partner to run in and break it and stop the other guy from, uh, yeah. from breaking the pin.
0: I, I thought that was really good. You can actually see him like he's looking at the pin, and then he sees out the corner of his eye. you remember the revival come in, and he jumps on him and and stops him and. This was great because the story, I remember the story for American Alpha was brilliant. Right? And it was Chad Cable wanted to partner with Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan won a part with him. Then they finally got together and then they went up through the tag ranks and the sheer elation on both of their faces when they picked up the titles. And I thought this was fitting for their characters because they were jocks, aren't they? they high school wrestlers, yeah. the jocks, but they celebrate like jocks. Like Jason Jordan's running around the ring and it it wasn't annoying you normally find like you know sort of american high school films the jocks are the bad guys aren't they? you don't want the jock to get the girl you want the the guy who's coming from underneath but this is this is how i imagine they they played the role so well because this is how i imagined all jocks celebrate you see it when you know their chest bumping and the and the fist bumping and then they're all they're, they're all jumping about but this sheer elation of them winning the tag titles i thought was brilliant something which they tried i believe they tried to repeat on the main roster with when they beat I think it was randy orton and bray wyatt I and mean, it didn't have the, the story weren't there and i'll get into this yeah. later because there's a bit in the bailey match where i want to get on the differences between nxt and Raw back down but so terry overall thoughts on the match good start
2: Really good start. I think as well, just to add to the victory, the the emotion on the verse as well, really sold it. Obviously, as we know, wrestling is predetermined. Um, but I think to get the emotion over like they did as well, it, at the end of it was was really good, and it just felt like it, it was deserved. In in my opinion, they really did deserve to win it, and I Any thought final? it was a really good really good match, really really good opener.
0: Any final thoughts, Lou?
1: Yeah, I I loved it. I think especially when we were there as well, you knew it was gonna be a good night overall. I think this was the this was the baseline. Um I never remember the next match. I think they all still managed to exceed that somehow. Um
0: but yeah, what a what a what a start. Uh, so moving on after that match, American Alpha picking up the titles, we've got what is quite a common theme now in NXT takeover shows. People in the crowd. We all love it where somebody flashes up on the screen, and we don't expect yeah. them to be. So the first one yet is Jr. and I think Jr. Had not been in WWE for was it a few years? Is it like 2014 he left? Something like that. And he's there with Michelle Beadle, uh, ESPN Sports Reporter from Texas. So to us, it doesn't mean anything, but I imagine if you're from Texas, it's quite a big deal. They're in the crowd. They get a big pop. Everyone always yeah. Loves I remember
1: because normally when they're in the, the, the front row. They're not normally there all night. They, they normally put them in just to have that moment, don't they? Yeah. But I do remember there had been a bit of a commotion. I think there's a dark match with... Well, I might be the NXT tape with Apollo Crews before it started. And JR walked to his seat. Um, and there was a bit of commotion in the corner. I was like, what's going on there? And then it was like, oh, the hell, it's JR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, good to see him. And obviously, we had a, a great time at his live show the, uh, the
0: next night. I would recommend if anybody is going to a JR live show. I, I imagine it's even better now with uh, Conrad Thompson hosting them because if you've ever been to a Conrad Thompson event, they're unbelievable. Yeah. Go because JR has probably
2: forgotten more about the wrestling business than anyone you'll ever know. (laughs) He's a really funny man as well. He's got got so many stories and he tells them in such a funny way that that was, I really enjoyed that when we went to that as well.
0: He's absolutely great. So
2: moving on from
0: JR, it flashes to somebody else and, I don't think he got the pop they thought he was going to get. It flashes to Kota Ibushi. And as we said at the time, we all know who he is now. We've seen him in the Cruiserweight Classic. We've seen him live at Royal Quest. I've, I've some, got a photograph of him up in the house of him pouring a firework on himself. <laughs> Kota Ibushi's there. And I never remember thinking not many people knew who he was. And you can tell that when I watched it back this morning, it wasn't as loud. Is that because it wasn't the same as Jr? I don't know what do you two think.
2: I think, um, like you said, I don't think maybe many people knew who he was, and I think just after showing Jr, it builds the excitement up. I think it was quite hard. It's almost quite hard, isn't it, to follow Jr as well. And also, shout out to Funaki was with him. Didn't even get his name on screen. No, and I, I, I was thinking down's number one commentator. Don't get uh... his name on screen. <laughs>
0: Corey Graves mentioned for an academy, and it said Kota Ibushi, but I don't remember as we was there, which might have helped the crowd, because you were you aware of names, though, yeah, because we're all we're obviously big wrestling fans. They, they didn't put Kota Ibushi like the, the name on the screen, but they did at home. So maybe if they put you know when they showed it up on the Titantron, if they yeah. put Kota Ibushi, you might have been, people might have gone, oh my god, I, I know him, I've heard of him. Yeah, I but think
1: I, at the time as well, it was 2016, like New Japan. Didn't have the level of popularity as it did as it is does now uh, in the US, out the UK. Like, yeah, contributions in the name you recognize, but you wouldn't necessarily recommend uh, recognize the person. Yeah. Um, Boris, well, said since then they've had the Okada Omega series. Um, they've had Jericho go across there, which I think was the big turning point for them in the US. Um, and obviously I think when when people like AJ Styles and Giles Anderson came across. I mean, that's how I kind of discovered New Japan. It was just like, oh, you know, they're making a big deal about where these guys have come from. What's what's going on over there? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just think he wasn't as well known as they, they were expecting. But, yeah, I think, like, after the excitement of seeing JR, um, who, like, everybody's heard of and everybody is is desperate, even now probably, to get back on WWE TV. Um, it was, yeah, it was probably just kind of an awkward placement for, for Korobushi. But I think um, Funaki is a translator. For right. the, the big Japanese stars have come across. He's he still works, isn't he? I think is he not the he's still Japanese, Japanese commentator. commentator
0: yeah. yeah, Indeed. <laughs> Thank you for that, Terry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can't <laughs> mention Funaki without that without the voice of Shane McMahon pretending to be Kai, inside <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we've got we've then got a little video package
0: um sort of hyping up the, the NXT women's championship from Arch Bailey. And against Asker. So we've got Bailey who was at Access signing fans, which I thought fit incredibly well into her sort of character. And then we've got Asuka looking, as I can only describe, as badass. Beating someone down on the pads <laughs> in yeah. training. Which I thought it just fit it suits their characters so well because of course Bailey is this fan favourite, lovable, wants to give everybody a hug. Of course she's gonna be at Access signing little girls t shirts and hats and and all that. Then you've got Oscar, who's just this vicious beast. It's <laughs> just an absolute warrior, beating on the pads. It's I don't think they show enough nowadays. You know, like when you, I'm a big boxing fan, and when you um, sort of in between matches, they'll show whoever's coming out next, working the pads, warming up. And I think if they showed that a bit more on TV, it makes it, makes it a bit more real because you're gonna warm up. So of course you want to get your strikes in on, on the pads. Um, so I thought that was that was particularly good, and then we're moving on to another match, a bit of a grudge match, and another initial grudge match: Baron Corbin against the newly debuting Austin Aries. So just a bit of background into this: Baron Corbin is in a number one contend, number one contenders match for the NXT title with Samoa Joe, and it, the name escapes me now. I can't remember who it is. That is it. <laughs> Sammy's Zane, thank you Lou Saved me there And it, Samoa Joe and Sammy Zane both put submissions On Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin taps They don't know there's going to be no bunk contender But Regal says to Corbin It's not going to be you, you've taps out You've definitely not won So Corbin says right, I'll remember that An eye for an eye I believe is the phrase he uses So Austin Aries is then debuting on NXT He's just coming out to sign a contract With Regal And Corbin attacks him Thus setting up this match what did we both think, Lou? What did you think of Corbin Aries?
1: Flattered to see. overall, yeah, it was a bit. I, I remember at the time thinking like it was just it was a bit disappointing. I think it, it, it maybe because it was struggled to follow the match that happened before it. Um, it was just I could see where they were going. Like Corbin was leaving NXT. Obviously, he won the the Battle Royal at WrestleMania like two days after this. So, he was done. This is the last time. It. So, you know, the, the tradition is you go out on your back. And Austin Aries was coming in, so he needed the win. But it was just the kind of the manner in which he won it didn't really do anything for every guy. I don't think it, it made Cobb look a bit yeah. daft. And yeah. it didn't really prove yeah. that Austin Aries could really beat anyone. Um, yeah. I was thinking it was kind of, it was Brave Bucking um, by WWE. This and the, so you've got, in this show, you've got Austin Aries having his first match. You've got Nakamura, this big international star, having his first match as well. It was quite... It, it worked fantastically, especially in the in the, the Zayn-Nakamura matches we we'll are going to next. It, it worked absolutely fantastically, but logically, if I was having those two and I was setting up those two matches, I would have probably put Nakamura with an easy win against Corbin and Austin Aries as a heel against... Because he's a natural heel, let's be honest, against mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. Um, so I think, like, this match was potentially worse, but it brought us something absolutely beautiful in the next match. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't mind them I don't mind them doing that. But this match didn't do a lot for me. It was a bit it was a bit meh. Do you, you know I mean?
0: do you think it was maybe harmed following the first match? This is, I think this isn't an issue with NXT shows. You have got five matches. You've got five top feuds. On a normal pay per view, you've got a sort of a rubber match in between where the crowd can calm down. Do you yeah. think that this was maybe hurt by the fact everybody was so elated after the first match?
1: I think possibly. He was trying to be a big thing in it? it. was Austin Aries debut, and obviously he was quite a big independent star at the time. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if it worked. Um, I don't know if it needed to be Baron Corbin here. It could have been somebody else. I actually like Baron Corbin. I think he's a really effective heel.
0: I, w- uh-huh. I was going to say today, I, thought, I, I forgot think, how, I how good of a heel
1: Corbin was. Even that was King Corbin. I, I find him hilarious when I most people hit <laughs> him, but I think some of these heelish tendencies because he's a pure heel. No one likes him. He's got there's no reason to like him. Like he's not come up through. Nobody knew him before he was cool because he wasn't arrested before he joined WWE. So nobody's got that attachment to him. Um, and he always the the use him to get heat on with the the internet guys, I guess. Um, and it works it works to a treat. True treat, normally. Interesting note I did mention. I think, and I could be wrong. I think this is the last time we saw Baron Corbin's tosser on WWE TV. Um, really? <laughs> I think after this, he had to start wearing a vest because his belly button
0: looks weird. Uh, did not did not pick up on that. <laughs> but <laughs> I do oh, remember him having a weird set belly word. button. I'll okay. take your word for that. It I, looks I was, like it looks like a mouth. It's odd. I was just gonna. I'm glad you brought that up. I brought Bancroft him in a, a, a sort of a perfect heel because I a th- belly button then no, no I'm, I'm not glad you brought that up silly, <laughs> it's a silly point have a look we're, we're, we're all feeling a bit queasy what's wrong sorry no right before i, begin on to what I was going to say we can't, what, what, what's wrong with it it's very flat
1: and elongated, so it looks like a, i think it was it might have even been what coach i mean not not my main but they used to do like a bit where baron corbin's belly button would talk because it looks like he's got a little face down there it's very right. strange so it's Have a look more... at some old pictures of Barry Corbyn, but it looks like he's got like a little face around his belly button.
0: So it's like more of a more of a slit. Is, is it like a slit? Yeah,
1: it's it's very odd. Yeah, that's right. like if anyone's like obviously people are just listening to this, but I'm just trying to like do the the now, right? The lines around the belly button, but it looks like a mouth in in a nutshell. So which anybody... is why he had to dress
0: as a TGI manager for a bit, and he you now wears a vest. Right. So if anyone's interested in what was going on about. Please feel free to Google Baron Corbin belly button. I'm sure that'll. I'll share. they, show.
1: they made him wear a t shirt on the main roster. I'm sure WrestleMania, he's wearing a t shirt two days later. And i feel Vince is like, God damn, it looks like a mouth. God I, can, God. I can imagine that. Yeah.
0: I, I don't think you're probably far wrong there. But sorry, right? To, to get back to wrestling, <laughs> yep. what I was going to say is, I'm glad you brought up Baron Corbin, the perfect heel, because this is what. If it's something that's going to wire me up about wrestling fans, it's the fact, oh, I don't like him. And I don't like him. He's rubbish. And they'll say a reason why they don't like him. And then I'm just thinking, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to hate him. So in that sense, they call it X-Pac heat, don't they? Like, no one likes X-Pac. But I've gone back and watched a lot of them. You're not supposed to like X-Pac. You're not supposed to like Baron Corbin. You're not supposed to respect them because they're good at their craft. You're not supposed to like him. And I thought Baron Corbin here was absolutely excellent at that. Because everyone wanted to cheer Austin Aries on. Nobody wanted Baron Corbin there. But
2: I thought he was absolutely brilliant at, as a heel. What do you think, Terry? I think just before before I get into the match, I think as well, now he shaved his head, he looks a lot better. Overall, I think his appearance, it suits him more to have a shaved head as a heel <laughs> than it did maybe that, that big, baldy, it's long so- hair that he had. A bit like you, wasn't it, Terry. Yeah, what a bit like me. Um, <laughs> in the
0: airline for, for the second week in a row. It's weird I how
1: think... you can see, you can see that issue with someone else,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but not myself. <laughs> but yeah, It um, mirror tells a different story. I think as well that his promos have improved a lot from what was shown on the on the the video packages beforehand. I, I do think he's improved his mic skills a lot.
0: It was um, to be fair. It was. It was. This is what NXT was for, wasn't it? Before it yeah. became its own thing in general, this was to help him, you know, get better. It was. It was. It's a breeding ground, isn't it? It's developmental, after all. But yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I think
2: he's. He's, he's definitely settled into his role. I think on the match, the, the styles of the two it didn't they didn't match for me because obviously he's a bruiser and he? he's quite a hitter, so whereas Austin Edge is more aerial-based aerial, aerial based attack. So, to me, it, it just didn't make sense. I thought it was quite clever, though, by Ares to try and sort of attack the legs of Corbin to bring him down a bit, because obviously Corbin's... I don't know how tall he is, but I know he's, he's obviously six, quite tall. 6'8", something eight like eight that. Beller, yeah. um, but, like I say, if it, I thought I was quite good psychology. I didn't like the finish. I thought it made Corbin look really weak, and Austin Aries was always going to win, but yeah, it just it just didn't make Corbin look good, especially two days before his main roster debut.
0: I I don't think it uh, it made Austin Aries look good because he put you know. him, it was it was near in a squash match. I think Corbin had most of the offense. I know what they're trying to do the little guy against the giant. I get that. Yeah. But I thought Austin. This is Austin Aries' debut. So not, not yeah. everybody watches TNA, not everybody watches Ring of Honor. So what we've seen of Austin Aries so far is, he's come on NXT, he's been beaten up by Corbin. He said, right, I want a match with him at Takeover. He's been beaten up by Corbin, and he's beaten with a roll-up. Yeah, and, that's it. and I don't think there's enough crossover between, especially at this time, uh,
1: they might less so now, now it's on NXT, um, NXT's on USA. But less so at the time, there's, there's less people watching NXT than the main roster. So I don't think it matters. I think you could have had a 50-50 match with Austin Aries going to have a clean you know with his finisher I know if Baron Corbin still won the Battle Royal two nights later and he still beat up Dolph which is always going to get points from me on Monday Night Raw it didn't make any difference really I don't think it would have made a difference to the casual audience watching watching Raw so I don't see why they went with this I thought it, it, kind, of, it kind of drained the crowd a bit when it didn't need to mm. every other match was quite back and forth um But this one was just, yeah, it was kind of a beat-in with then a kind of... I I think the point was they were trying to get Austin Aries across as
0: like a clever technical wrestler. The commentary definitely pushed that Yeah,
1: Being in a a crowd at the time, I didn't really see that. It was just a bit like, ah, come on, come on, man. I thought you were meant to be good. Because again, Austin Aries is one of those names that you hear. Mm. And everyone's like, he's brilliant. But how many people have actually seen him at the time? Yeah. Um, So I think it was, yeah, it was one of those again where it was just... uh, yeah, I don't know. It would have been better for me if he just kind of back and forth match. He goes over as normal and I think you could have still debuted Baron Corbin at WrestleMania on Sunday and, and nothing would have changed in that regard. I don't think it really mattered too much.
0: Yeah, I think you could have had Ares yeah, looking a bit stronger. And then if Corbin, Corbin wins the Battle Royal, anyhow, he's going to look strong, isn't he? he can't win is a it, Battle the, Royal. Well, it's the Andre without...
2: the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It's meant to be for strong people, isn't it?
0: Well, you can't, yeah, you can't
2: win that without looking good. So you could yeah, have, he's still... Ended well,
0: it. whatever. We he still eliminating
1: Kane
2: on Sunday? So what does it matter? Yeah, I think I think as well this this match sort of set the tone for Austin Aries' WE career because I know he made an in 33, didn't he? But then after that he wasn't around too much longer. I don't right. I don't think so. I sort of think this just sets the tone for his WE run, unfortunately as well. I want you to hold that
0: for Terry. Put a pin in that because I'm going to come up to something that I've got. A question for you both after the Nakamura's match. Just on, we've got two debut win wrestlers and the differences, but we'll we'll get there in a second. So after that match, Austin Aries wins with a roll up after he um reverses the end of days, Corbin finishes move. He wins with one two three, so that like we say, a shock out of nowhere. The crowd was like, "All oh, right, that match is over." <laughs> um, And then we've got a short video of Finn Balor arriving, which is again something which I don't think they do enough on the main roster. Something I like, it adds a more, I'm all about the realism, I think it adds a more of a sports feel to it. I thought that looks good because that's how the, like I say, I'm a boxing fan, that's how the big boxers come in, you show them arriving. I thought that was brilliant. And then we move on to what is a dream match of sorts for anybody who hasn't been there or seen it. Shinsuke Nakamura against Sami Zayn. Dream match of sorts, definitely for at the time. Shinsuke Nakamura against the heart of NXT Sami Zayn. Uh, before the match, we've got what I think is a quite genius idea. We've got a, a Nakamura promo narrated by Mauro Ranallo. So, like we We're discussing whether the shows a quarter of both We maybe have heard of him, but we've not actually seen a lot of New Japan. They've got sort of Videos from Rev Pro, because I think they were sort of aligned with WWE. They're definitely more so now, but I think this was just the beginning of it. A video package of Nakamura. Just sort of getting over Nakamura. I don't think the crowd at the time needed it, but I think the fans at home definitely needed it. Um, because the crowd, obviously NXT, WrestleMania weekend, are all hardcore. But I thought this made... Now I'll get, I'll get into it now. We'll we'll get into it now. I thought this compared to the Austin Aries debut, this made Nakamura look like an absolutely massive star. This Nakamura was such a big deal. The way he came in, he's got his own video prank. He's presented as, "Oh, this is the guy who's going to turn NXT on his head." Whereas Austin Aries was just was brought in and beat up by Baron Corbin. What but if you um Lou, have you got any thoughts on the differences in in debut between Nakamura and Aries.
1: Yeah, and I think it does it. Ref, it reflects on on Nakamura was the biggest star in Austin Aries, I think as well. Um, is a is a key thing behind that. I think. So the only thing I can really compare it to now is if like Okada or Naito appeared at the next NXT takeover, that's the sort of level we're talking to here. Whereas, no offense, Austin Aries, obviously had a very distinguished career on in the Indies, but I don't think he's ever reached those levels. Mm. of a top New Japan star, especially Nakamura who's, I mean, the guy's beating Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a big deal.
0: Was he
2: ever I, in New Japan, Austin Aries? Or has he always just sort of been in t Ring of Honor? I'm not actually sure if he was ever I in imagine New Japan. I imagine he would have done the odd the sure. it was He wouldn't deep, have been a contract to Yeah. Because I was going to say, yeah. maybe that probably doesn't help things. Obviously in America, you, obviously WWE's the main brand and then you've got sort of, at that well, at that time you had Ring of Honor and tna didn't you but in japan it is as far as i'm aware just solely new japan you've so, got uh, I,
0: so you've got nowhere and you've got and you've got uh,
2: all, yeah. all japan all
0: japan okay. but they're Drag- all, i think they're all yeah dragging it they're yeah, all also linked aren't they i think i think like did you know, not get but, bought by one by new japan Was it nowhere that wwe was trying to buy to be nxt japan i think it went to exactly new the japan i can't so, remember. Yes, yeah. I I might be wrong on that, but I think I'm
2: sure smart But yeah,
0: I, I know what you say. I New Japan's Jap- Japan's WWE, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's and
2: something. I think that's probably why he, Nakamura's maybe a bigger star than Austin Aries, because I think if you were into sort of Japanese wrestling, that's the one you go to. Whereas if you're into American wrestling, it's it's WWE, isn't it? I mean that mm. that's that's where you go. Um, and I think that's probably why Nakamura is maybe more well known than Austin Aries was. Oh, there was more yeah. excitement for for Nakamura than Austin. Anyways. And I think as well, but... they, they
1: probably just had bigger plans for for Nakamura. Yeah, I thought you could definitely well. tell that. By the yeah, way. you yeah. could tell it was like it was basically like he ain't gonna be here long. I think he was in NXT for a year. Uh, yeah, probably about
0: that. Yeah. And then I
1: think it was in Orlando that he, he jumped up to the the main roster. And then within mean? that, within his first year, he was
0: he was in a WWE title match, and and winning the Royal Rumble, beating John Cena clean. He had mean? a big first couple of years. So yeah, to jump forward two years from this event, he made he was in well not the main event, but he was in the title match with AJ Styles, wasn't he? So yeah, going as the Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, well. yeah,
1: yeah. I think my my all time, and I, I mentioned at the beginning, my all time favorite wrestling moment of being in the crowd for was at the beginning of this. So it was before the video package started. It was the the on the, the match graphics where the, the there was like the, the digitized kind of like bit of static, and then the um the rest of appeared, so it was like Sami Zayn, and when Nakamura appeared on that, the crowd went off, and it was just like, again, I'd never really heard of Shinsuke Nakamura, but I knew that whatever was happening was a massive deal, and like, the the chills went down my spine during that moment, and I think genuinely, it's probably one of my favourite moments of being in the crowd, I just can't replicate that feeling of like, I don't know what it was, it was just the anticipation of like, okay, you're about to see something really, really special here. Um, and it literally was just the, the the graphic of Nakamura turning around facing the screen as the kind of the, the digitized squares are making it more, like, more
2: clear. All it
1: was, wow, it sent a tingle right down my spine. It was amazing. I think I as all think... that
2: was picked up as well, wasn't it on the actual event itself? Because I yeah. remember when that graphic came up, you heard the big, big pop for. And it it happened again.
1: In a mini way this morning. Yeah, just watching it again, I was like, whoa, it took me it took me right back to that. that moment. I, Honestly, it was so about it. was just absolutely I absolutely loved that.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say that I think some people have this X factor. Nobody knows what X factor is. But we all Literally know. Simon Cowell. Right, yeah, well, apparently I don't think he does sometimes. <laughs> well well I mean, that's yeah. that's quite questionable now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Have so you not heard the Undertaker single? He's definitely got the X Factor, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what we do we know about the X Factor is we know that some people have it and some people don't. And you just look at Nakamura and you think he's got it, and he's got some. Oh. It. He's Whatever it is,
1: captivate. Then, yeah, yeah, if you could bottle it and sell him, it, Obama, right? yeah. Um, and think... this is—it was weird to watch his entrance as well without the crowd singing to his music because obviously this I... was the first time we'd heard it. Yeah, I, think I, I distinctly a... remember a lot of people were worried that he wouldn't have his new Japan music. Is, was that the, is the gonna, same music? It's going it? to ruin him. No, it's not the same music. And they're like, right. oh, it's going to ruin him if he doesn't have New Japan music. But can you think of a, a better theme tune for, for Nakamura? No, there's so a then... rumor that he was meant to have um, Glorious. Or, I, or I was average, just about to bring it that wouldn't point. Wear, it, it but wouldn't that wear. would not have worked. Yeah, but this was this, the whole thing was just absolutely brilliant. And you, there's something about Nakamura that's just such a captivating performer that he wasn't really doing anything. He was literally just stood in the ring. Mm, and you're yeah. like, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, before it even kicked off, I also like that Sami Zayn looked so like or tried to look so disinterested about what was happening. Or so unimpressed. He was just like, mm, okay. Yeah,
0: I thought that really added to the match. Sami Zayn yeah. was was stood there thinking, and if he was to put yourself in his shoes, you you'd he, be thinking, "I'm the big star here. Yeah, why are people more excited?" Because at the time, this is is he just come back from injury? He come back at the Royal Rumble. Came yeah, back from, at the. In, He'd come he's back to the London take over London in December. Right. And then I mean, he was in the Royal Rombonny and he him and then him with all wins with Rossman, didn't he? This is yeah. sort of he was sort of semi main roster, semi NXT, wasn't he? because yeah, he's in
1: the uh, the ladder match the night after or the Sunday after this. But he was
0: he was NXT's big star, wasn't he? He was like yeah. every, the indie darling. Everybody loved him. And he I it's to go back to characters, which I thought this match was absolutely brilliant. It was do you know what it reminded me of it was very uh rock hogan where it's yeah, two yes. it's two very big stars and the established star so the rock in that match and sam in in this match he's looking and the crowd are cheering for him and he's, he's, he's there thinking why are you cheering for this guy i'm i'm the star and i thought i thought that was unbelievable but yeah to go back to nakamura the best, in- I do like his new song for his, for the his um sort of the rap one for his heel run, but that entrance I think is the best entrance in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. By far.
2: I think it's just got it's got like an aura about it as well, hasn't it? Like you said, it doesn't that one doesn't have any words to it, but it doesn't need anything because it just worked because the crowd can get involved with it as well, which I think sort of helps him as a as a character as well. And it's and it gets people on board with his character, that they can get involved and feel part of it, which is yeah. what wrestling is. You want to feel part of it as well, don't you?
0: Yeah. So we mentioned this last week about WCW, and we said the production values weren't great, I and mean, I don't think any of us could, apart from maybe what Hogan on, it was, I think DDP, did he have a Nirvana type song in it? Yeah, he no, did later on. Yeah. Nobody could, men Nobody could tell, say, a WCW theme show. You couldn't even even know what was happening. And I think you mentioned in your little that Vince McMahon wants you to know who the wrestler is in two seconds, with the music starting, and that this this was the match for me where you could, yeah. So when Nakamura came out, that music he just looked like he didn't have to. We didn't know who he was. I'd seen one. I'd seen the Nakamura Styles match at Wrestle Kingdom. That was it. I didn't know who he was. You also didn't know who he was. The the, uh, there was another guy with us. He didn't know who he was. And but that music came on, and you like. This is it. This is a big deal. Some are, some, are great. I didn't expect to happen what happened, but I thought something absolutely brilliant is happening right now. So we've got Nakamura's in, and they're stood in the ring in front of everyone, and it's... It, it is. The crowd are going absolutely wild. There's duel and Nakamura's in chance. That there's both these guys trying to fight forever chance. I believe there was one point where Nakamura's in like an armbar or a Sort of a, a leg bar, and is the the shouting, "Please don't tap," <laughs> which I thought was absolutely. But I'm gonna say it now. This is the best match I've ever seen, TV or live. Definitely live, definitely live. Definitely live. But th-
2: I think this is my favorite match of all time. Terry, uh, what are your, what are your thoughts? I'm inclined to agree. This is. I feel very lucky that I was there to see what happened and i do feel as though this is the best match i've ever seen live and it is definitely one of my favorite matches ever if not my favorite match ever um i think the styles of both zane and nakamura work together unlike as i said before about austin aries and baron corbin's didn't um i just think the crowd were just so on board with it the only thing that dampened it Ever so slightly, was a poor bit of commentary from Corey Graves where he called Shinsuke Nakamura Swag Scare. Not needed. <laughs> Just not needed. <laughs> I Just didn't even needed. pick up that. He calls him Swag it's Scare. It's the details,
1: the little details. <laughs> um,
0: he said it last week. Terry Peters is a stickler. <laughs> <laughs> is it better or worse than Michael Cole calling him Shin? No. That, that... Winds me up everything and I'm getting. Do you know what? Right, that for me is the same as you not being served Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, I'm getting, I'm getting wound up thinking about it.
2: But it was there unnecessary. Was a, there was a oh, Michinoku shit. driver. There was a Michinoku driver that Sami Zayn and he just dropped like he just hits it and it, like Nakamura lands on the back of his head and neck and it just looks unbelievable, and. The strong style thing. I think a lot of people since this has become more on WTV are trying to sort of go towards that style. Yeah, um,
0: was thinking, very new at the time, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: to... I think oh. I think you've seen it with more sort of British people like Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. I think he's very good at it as well. Don't get me wrong, but I think a lot of people maybe go into that style more than what they would have done before this before Nakamura's in WWE. Um, I just, uh, but whatever he does. it it makes it looks like it hurts Um, also there's a I love the in this match where there's the Sami Zayn tries to do his his dive through the ropes which I mean to be fair to do that in the corner of a ring must take some technique and Nakamura just kicks him straight in the head and I just think it's unbelievable just just how how good this match actually is Um, yeah and I, I think the finish of it as well was unbelievable I'd like to say best best match I've ever seen live. One of my favourite matches, if not my favourite match, just yeah, completely thought, unbelievable. The most Absolutely shocking
0: thing about this Is Melts want to give it four stars? It's I if a match is deserves five stars. I mean, you know, there was um was it one of the Take a Triple H matches or Take a Shawn Michaels matches one that Should have got five stars. Didn't get stars. four point seven five. Yeah, and is that like um no, but they, they only give it four stars this match. I think. Or was it four and a half stars? I'm not sure. I, I knew it wasn't
1: five. Yeah, um, and I think the reason he said, I mean, like I'll be honest, I don't pay too much attention to no. to Mel's well, um, uh, As we know, you know I kind else kind of, I agree spot. with him. Like in a scale of like, you know, when he says like, a WWE match is good, I normally agree with it, but I do think he he puts you know he puts Japan on a
0: pedestal. Was um, that not more shocking though that they had Japan's biggest star in it? Yeah, he'd, so he'd still apparently.
1: Yeah, but he's in WWE now, so it's not as good and he can't do uh, what he is. Yeah, if no, this yeah. isn't new Japan, he's gonna allowed to do more. Yeah, if this was in the but, Tokyo though, this would be eight stars. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently the the reason behind it was that there was no story. Um but I think that really, you know, anything, shows what a great match it was. There was no story. Was there was, other than Nakamura doing a weird promo on what seemed to be his fun at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. That was odd. He was just like, There's your big star, Shinsuke Nakamura. And then He's just like facing a wall on his mobile. Odd, but
0: <laughs> there was no story. But yet yeah, sorry, still we just, got so invested into it. Just to butt in, there was a, there was a bit of a story. I thought there was a bit of a story. Okay. Regal says to Sami Zayn, "Look, you're the heart of NXT. You're the big dog. I'm gonna reward you with the best in the world." Was that not the story? It was just the two yeah, best oh, yeah, in the world it coming story, but It
1: wasn't. There was no heat between them. Thank um, God
2: it wasn't Shane McMahon at this point in time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, we'll get to that, though, you worry about that. Although we still him yeah, this
2: weekend. There was just no heat
1: between them. I think, I think it's what I think is what Meltzer was getting at. And again, with the the Taker and Shawn Michaels one, it was because of uh, Deuce. The yeah. cameraman. dropping Taker, which apparently is what, all well, that one down. Deuce. It's he, uh, bullshit. It's, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just, Alan, it's just right? Deuce. Ruin everything, basically. Um, oh, he, ruined, he probably ruined this match as well. somehow. <laughs> Deuce.
2: But just going back to the heat thing that was brought up, I don't think there needs to be anything. I think if there was, it probably would have deterred from the match. I think it was just two guys, for me, that one was making his debut and one was obviously bowing out of NXT and it was a perfect start and a perfect end to their journeys in NXT. And I don't think there needed to be any sort of pre-story pre- sort of story to it, really. I think it just, it just worked.
0: Yeah, I, I would... I would agree with that. I don't think they needed to force an issue that went there. I think they I think sometimes babyface, face babyface works. To, yeah. to, this sometimes what's the aim of, of wrestling is to get the top belt in it. It's to prove you're the best in the world. So sometimes the two best going at it. I think I haven't works. I thought this was I mean I'm 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 a bias. I, this is I just thought this, this couldn't have been any better. I thought the crowd would bang up for it. And then in some respects I think that was because there was a bit down for the the match before. That was a bit of a, a damp squib on it. This match, the crowd were bang up for it from the start. Anything they did, there was just absolute electricity going through the crowd. And I, the the point I particularly love was Nakamura does this thing where his foots with the ropes and he's stamping on Sami Zayn's head, and Sami Zayn does it back to Nakamura, and the crowd just absolutely lit up. But I. Yeah, I I would agree with you, Rob. I don't think there needs to be a story. You've got to, to, the best going at it, and I think that's enough. Yeah, and this was the match that people were here to
1: see as well. Um, I remember, as we said, like because you, you can't forget the hype around around this show. We had we got tickets for our travel package, and we were right up near the back. We were basically where they were showing the big the big wide angle shot, yeah. opposite the entrance ramp. We were there. Had we wanted to, we could have sold our tickets for like three thousand dollars that morning. That I don't was, think I would. I don't think that I was would. the level of I hype. I wanted them. That was the level of hype that was surrounding the show. You had a hundred thousand wrestling fans waiting for a big show on Sunday, and there was only nine thousand. So it was a nine thousand more hard car.
0: Yeah.
1: That got into this venue, um, and I think that made the biggest difference. But I remember. Waiting outside the, because we'd flown to Dallas this and we'd been in that that barbecue restaurant, which is just full of wrestling fans. Yeah, this
0: was the that match. Guy, that people the were talking. About. <laughs> this, what was that? What was that, Terry? <laughs>
2: After I took us the wrong way up and down the same street three times.
0: Terry, (laughs) we'll get back to us in a second. This is what we were dealing with. So there was was four of us. There was us three and there was our cousin Tom, Big Tom. He'll get mentions later on probably. (laughs) I hope he's listening. (laughs) But basically... He is 100% not listening. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his own thing going on. We'll get him one day. Terry walked us out the front of the hotel the Sheraton in Dallas. On his phone, right, where we're going to eat, I have no place, I'm Terry Peters, I have no
2: place where <laughs> we can eat.
0: Gets on Terry Peters
2: from Hull in Dallas.
0: <laughs> Gets on That's his it. phone and says, right, we're going right. So we go right to the end of the hotel. And he goes, oh, no, sorry, we're going the other way. So we turn around and go all the way back past the front to the other end of the hotel. Just for Terry Peters to go. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. This must have happened four times before. <laughs> I think it was you, Lou, because you were you was on three as well. Yeah. Yes, you got three. Yeah. Said no. I'm doing the direction. <laughs> that moment on.
1: <laughs> well, that's it. I'd be doing we with in America about a week that at that soon. point. I'd be doing them all week. I I let Peters have a go, uh, and he failed us. Frankly, that's the this only is thing. Why goes I don't organise things. He he let us down
0: badly. It was terrible. So right, sorry Lou, to get back to you.
1: <laughs> that was a bit of a, of a sidebar. I kind um, of, I kind of, yeah. So this was the match that we everyone ends with. <laughs> yeah. So when we eventually got to that barbecue place and we realised we had like five minutes before the show started, um, we, you know, everyone in that venue, in the barbecue place and afterwards was just they were. This was the match that people were talking about. Um, it was just hyped up, and it 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 lived. It was one of those rare moments that lived to the hype in every. Every feasible way. When you think about um, two years later, when we when you were uh, a WrestleMania, and we, AJ Styles and Nakamura had the same build.
0: It wasn't as good, was it?
1: did didn't build. You know, it was a good match,
0: but it it didn't live yeah. live up to the hype. This lived up to the hype and, and more. This was two absolute rock stars going out then. One of the, the bits I liked in, in the middle, there was both standing up, punching each other, and it sort of went into a spontaneous yes chant because obviously one it's going, yeah, and another one it's yeah, and it, it got that quick. It went into the yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And I actually loved this because they were just like, there was at one point, they were just both leaning on each other because you get, they're just throwing everything they've got at each other. It just makes it seem like a big deal, like they're throwing everything into it. So Nakamura wins. He gets the, the Kinshasa. wins by pinfall. Right decision in my eyes. Sami Zayn's going to the main roster. Like we said earlier with the Corbin match, people are going to watch this. And the pro- more people have probably watched it since because it's got that reputation. But m- most people who are watching WrestleMania don't know that Sami Zayn's just lost to Nakamura. Yeah. But Nakamura's coming in. Massive deal. Ne- needed the win for, for me. He wins. But the, the thing I liked, and this is the the respect and I do, I do like it they sometimes do it enough but it, it definitely fit on this match was the handshake at the end two top pros gone through you know throwing everything they've got at each other Nakamura comes out on top and the, and they have the handshake at the end I just think that cements Nakamura's right this this is the new guy he's the new the new yeah. top baby.
1: it was like a, it was to passing the torch moment I think it was yeah it was as much as you, you can be it was literally like Sami was like look this is the guy
0: going forwards now I'm off to the main roster. Yeah. See you in a bit. Um, at the end of that one, um, Nakamura leaves and is a is a thank you, Sammy which he deserved. I think he thoroughly deserved. Sammy Zane was the the lifeblood of NXT for quite a while. Inter- I'll get on to this in the next match. Sammy Zane got his music played at the end. And there's a difference. So we all knew he was leaving. I think this. Yeah. When you're a wrestling fan for so long, there's certain signs you pick up on. You know when this is someone's going and when someone's going to carry on. We're getting started in the next match. So Shinsuke Nakamura wins his hotly anticipated debut against Sami Zayn. And then we've got a little video. Again, I'm loving it. Samojo warming up. Because he's not just going to go in gold. We've seen Finn Balor walk into the arena. And we've seen Samojo warming up. Again, I, I just think it's great. Because it's, it's what would happen in real life. Wrestlers have to warm up. And then we get on to the penultimate match of the card. Uh, undefeated Asker against the champion Bailey for the NXT Women's Championship match. I thought, before we in, I thought this match suffered at the start. Again, this is like the Austin aries Braun Corbin match. We've been that height. We've just seen the best match of the weekend, of the year, of the decade, of Man and Rob's life, Man, Terry Peterson's life. And Bailey and Asuka come out, and no matter how good that match is going to be, we're all exhausted, we're all drained. This is why, this is why sometimes you need Santino Marella <laughs> to come out and do some daft, Do you know what I mean? On swagger isn't it? This is why they have it, isn't it. Yeah. So we've got Bailey versus Asuka. I thought the crowd took a took a while. Not that they didn't get into it, because they did at the end. But just took them a while to to, to re-energize. Um, what about you,
2: Terry? What do you have any thoughts on Bailey Bailey versus Asuka? I think it's very hard to follow the match before. I agree completely. I'd I noticed that down. Uh, noted that down, sorry. Um, at this time as well, Bailey as a character I think was very, very over. Whereas I think the character that she is now, which is not too dissimilar from from this point, is very stale. And I do think she needs maybe an update. I know she's changed a little bit now and there's a heel, but I do think that she maybe just needs to go off TV for a little bit, drop the belt and have a... Come out as a some something a bit different, but at this point, she was just so over it was it was unbelievable. Again, I think both both wrestlers the style suited each other. I thought Oscar Oscar sorry was really good. Uh, she, again, makes everything just look painful. Um, it just there was sort of a, a guillotine choke as well, which from Bailey put on to Oscar, and then it the reversal. And the sequence they put together ended up with Asuka then putting an ankle lock on Bailey, and it's things like that. It just makes the match flow really well. Um, I just like say, and then there was a mirror sequence where they both do a double drop kick and then sort of go for the same punch and then the next move. And again, it, it just the psychology like that I thought added to the match really good. Is there uh, uh, very smooth on it?
0: Very small Yeah,
2: two it top pros. I did feel like you say the crowd maybe took a little bit of time to get into it just because of what had happened a minute ago. Well, the match before, so rather than a minute ago. And but I thought the ending was was quite good as well. The way the match was finished. I I thought on the night that Bailey was actually genuinely out cold, which shows how well she she sold the the move. Um, yeah. And I think. I think Asuka came over really well. I thought Bailey came over really well. It didn't. The finish didn't diminish Bailey too much. By it was more of a, a body's passed out from the pain rather than her giving up. A very
0: stone cold WrestleMania 13, wasn't it? Rather than, uh...
2: And I thought it made Bailey look very strong. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Asuka looked very strong because of the way she KO'd Bailey. Yeah.
0: I thought this is um, for me. This is uh, an example of. Of why they shouldn't copy storylines to the main roster from NXT. I thought i sort of alluded to it in the past match of American Alpha where they tried to recreate this moment when they beat um, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton for the tag team titles, and it's manufactured. Everyone can tell it's manufactured. They tried to do the same with Bailey. Um, they tried to recreate this sort of groundswell for Bailey, and T was probably apart from maybe Nakamura and Zayn, Bailey was the second, third most over person in this full well She cat.
2: was, the last, she was the last of the four horsewomen, wasn't she? The other three were going to but WrestleMania in, on Sunday to have a really good probably match of the night candidate yeah. on, on, as a triple threat match, and she was the last one remaining. She'd had some really good matches as those, and like you say, her popularity at the time was right up in NXT, and I think, like you say, she was probably the top female star in NXT at the time.
0: Yeah, and it was it was organic. That, that that was the thing. I don't know if Bailey was ever meant to be the top star. She was obviously a pro. She, I think she'd been doing it for a lot longer than some of the other um, females who were in NXT at the time. I, I think they definitely, um They definitely to Bailey for some like, uh, <laughs> for some uh, like guidance and, and how to you know to do sort of like the, the little things. But I think this is you can't recreate this because this was organic. And I think they failed that on the roster. I remember, I remember being at the RAW on the Monday, and I think it was the start of the Charlotte Natalia feud. And every everybody, and I'm not kidding, everybody in that center thought Bailey was coming out to challenge Charlotte, and when it didn't happen. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you put me off. Lose. I don't know what he's done. Has he spilled his beer? On? <laughs> he's having the beer. That's what he's.
1: I have my beer. It's, it's fizzed up a bit.
0: <laughs> it's all that's happened, so it's... I've kind of recovered now. 29 years of age, he's 13. Like <laughs> he's 30 this year, and he can't open a beer without spilling it all over himself.
2: No, <laughs> God knows what he'd have done bit... if he'd have got a diet coke at the
0: area <laughs> It's been in my fridge
1: since Christmas, and it was—I remember it being jots before Christmas. Still fizzy.
0: <laughs> Don't <laughs> I expect got... I pre-warned him. I pre-warned him before the show that that beer would still be fizzy. Ah, well, no, <laughs> I love it. Well, but yeah, that's... right. Let's get it back to wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bailey versus Asuka. Did it live up to your expectations? Obviously, Asuka at this point is undefeated. She looks unstoppable. Bailey's the champion that we all love. She's beat Nia Jax at the previous Takeover in London. Nobody thought she would. Did it live up to your expectations?
1: Yeah. So I, I thought it was a good match. Um. I think so. The first NXT show I ever watched was um, Takeover Brooklyn. So. From the start, in my mindset at least, Bailey was like the, the woman, really. Right. Um. Well, first time I pro- started watching NXT properly, I've gone back and watched her things, but at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um. And I think it was, I remember at the time, the the end was quite flat in the, in the arena.
2: Was it sort of just happening? So it was it's... a
1: bit like, oh, what? What what just happened? Um, so, so I so for that's those why
2: f- I thought she was out cold, because like you say, it just sort of happened out of nowhere, and I thought it was... It was real. I don't, so, I don't know what you two thought of. of
1: yeah, of, I just, of I, I mean, I like couldn't, I couldn't just, I just couldn't
0: work out what had happened. So for those who don't know what happened, uh, Asuka locks Bailey in the Asuka lock, and she passes out, so she doesn't tap. She just passes out completely. Is that what you're saying? She, she was in sort yes. of in the Asuka for a long time, wasn't it? one to yeah. So, so it was that thing of
1: like the Valiant baby face doesn't tap, but also can, also can. Um, Work. Can't stand the pain anymore, basically. Yeah. So um Doesn't give up is is the term in mean, it, yeah, it was on commentary, basically. yeah. Basically. Yeah, it was that classic finish of like, you know, a bit like um Steve Austin in, in WrestleMania Fed team. Where yeah, the, he it just doesn't wanna doesn't wanna give up. Yeah. But he just his body can't take it anymore. And I think Corey Greer's mentioned that as well on commentary, like uh, yeah Bailey's definitely. heart was still going but her her body gave up on it. Basically. Yeah there's a nice way to end it i thought as as you were saying i thought she was going to appear on raw mm, um, i think everyone I think everyone everybody did, everybody the way, even the way it's framed now like even looking at it was very similar to how sammy's day left like you thought it was going to happen and but it's just, kind of you don't you forget what a big match that billy was in but i always kind of look back and feel bad that oh, she wasn't involved all the minutes are in the uh the main yeah, title match but just to, go, yeah,
0: just to go back to that um the the is I noticed. Sami Zayn got his music played out and he stayed in the ring. Bailey doesn't. Bailey loses and slips out the ring straight away. It's more about this is Asuka's moment rather than Bailey's. So that, that's maybe sort of if you look back on it now, you can see that. Yeah. Or oh, it's gonna carry on. She's gonna stay in. Rather than like Sami Zayn, he had his moment and he showed it on TV, didn't he? Thank yeah, you but, then, but then were weirdly on, on Tommy's end saying, that, is this the end
1: for him? Right, yeah. We don't know, which is a bit odd. Like, well, I think it was Tom Phillips who went, oh, well, he's got this fantastic opportunity in his career at WrestleMania. But then he started talking about being a two-time NXT champ, and I was like, ironically, it's probably more possible now than it has been, because the, the, if he went back to NXT for whatever reason, you wouldn't think anything of it these days. I, um, I, I was thinking that, and I maybe but at the time, that. It was maybe it that. At the time, it was a definite step up
0: yeah yeah they always say don't they that there's no difference and it's a third brand but back then maybe oh, not now, then, it was, it then it was definitely was a step was it
1: developmental yeah. it was it was in that weird transition phase but it was definitely a developmental and people did learn a lot like sammy Zayn learned a lot from there because he was obviously our gen- generica before yeah, then G- yeah. um before then so he obviously learned a lot and tweaked his character a lot
0: um, well, he we- he, worked in a mask, didn't he? So he's
1: got to learn how yeah. to not in a mask. Yeah. And obviously, even people like Austin Aries kind of tried at least to learn the WWE style. So you it had that is. weird mix of experienced vets yeah. learning WWE style, and and people like Baron Corbin learning to wrestle. Um, yeah. And I think Bailey probably fell in between because I think she was an independent star, but not necessarily a, a well-known one. Davina Rose was it? Davina
0: Rose from like Yeah, before she moved to uh, before she moved to NXT. Yeah. But a, a good match overall, I thought. Um, definitely, it was there, uh, but nothing could have followed Nakamura's in. I don't yeah. think. Some, some had to go next than it, and so this is the second, the penultimate match, so you, you'd have your, your championship. The, the one thing I do like about NXT is they don't um, they don't differentiate between the women's and the men's title. They're just two titles. There's the, yeah. the top the top wrestlers, the top two wrestlers are the champions at regardless of what gender they are, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. But Another crowd shot, we've got Bobby Roode who did get a big pop. A lot of people were excited to see Bobby Roode in the crowd. Yeah, he was a big deal at the time. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't enjoy
1: his NXT run. Um, I thought from an in-ring standpoint, it kind of brought it down
0: a little bit from from where it was at. Slow and methodical, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's a good heel and he's he's probably. I'd have always seen. I've never seen him as a top guy like other people have. Like I think where he's on the main roster now, he's fully totally fine for him. Mm, Mid card,
2: yeah. I think the thing because yeah. everyone sees him as a top star is because of what where he was in TNA, um, yeah. where he was at the top of the card. And to be fair, I don't know if you two have seen much of TNA, but I I watched it a bit, and it was it was really good. And I thought before sort of. NXT was even a thing that WWE should have signed him, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels at the time, Kazarian and one or two others. Um, so I can understand why people do see him as a top guy, but I think when you actually put him in the WWE limelight, especially now, he's probably he not up to the standard of a world champ. He, I think he'd make a good Intercontinental US champ, certainly though. I, I think he'd, I think that's about his level. I yeah, think maybe if uh, the
1: North American title was around at the time, yeah, that,
2: yeah, that would have been a better fit for him.
1: I just thought he'd run on top of because he beat Nakamura by the end of the, I said the year by the end of the wrestling year, as it were, he'd beaten Nakamura twice in takeover main events, which I thought really took away from Nakamura. In fact, I think as good as we're saying Nakamura's run had been, I think of, I can think of three takeover events that he lost this in his year in NXT, which right. is probably one too many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it was exciting at the time. I'd heard of him from TNA, and I think people forget how big TNA was. Um, bigger than you think, uh, on a, on a type, like, yeah. Point, yeah. TV Reigns is certainly bigger than WWE's biggest competition now. Steady. <laughs> steady on <laughs> now. Don't know. If steady in too much. But yeah, um, I think. Yeah, so it was a it was a big deal and it was kind of exciting to see I do like those shots of people in the crowd.
2: Especially and I think the it was a long
1: lot. time before Bobby Wood was actually signed. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he debuted until I think he had like a a a quiet debut at download. Which yeah. is in PSG, I think it's in June time, right? Yeah. Um and then I think he, he made his debut on T V in like the July. Right. Or August of that year, so it was a long it was time. A, it was around
2: SummerSlam time, I seem to remember, yeah. wasn't it? But,
0: um, yeah, so Bobby Roode in the crowd, the crowd did go nuts for him. And then we got on to the main event. This is the NXT Championship match, where it is Finn Balor, the current champion, against Samoa Joe. So these two had already had a match at NXT London. Uh, there, was tag, there, was tag part, there were tag team partners at one point, the winners of the inaugural Dusty Classic that we know now was the tag team tournament in NXT. These two were the winners. And then, uh, I think Samoa won Joe won a battle royal to become number one contender, initially. He lost to Finn Balor, but they're heavily pushing in the promo package that, all right, Finn Balor might have won, but he didn't win, he survived. He managed to last with Samoa Joe. They're pushing Samoa Joe's an absolute monster. I don't think I'd lost many matches before that in this one. He was definitely the first person to beat Baron Corbin. <laughs> sounds yeah. odd awesome. <laughs> he's definitely the best in the beat baron cobbins and in the streak and just starting off what i liked about this was we saw Samojo joe before he came out hyping himself up backstage and then his music hit and it was sort of not there's not so much goldberg where we saw him come out his dressing room and i but we saw him he was backstage he was ready to go his music hits and we, we saw him walk out and i thought that was quite a, a fresh way of of look of uh, starting a title match with you think lou
1: yeah, they played the uh, the cage match music over it.
0: The dum 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 Yeah, when yeah. he was uh, walking out,
1: I I found it a bit awkward because I felt like it was going to go on for longer. Right. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then with that, he went through a curtain and he was like, he was out. And he only played for about five seconds. I thought it would be really cool to follow him for a while. You know, walking through the uh, the it's obviously not, the, the arena. Um, like obviously, the red. arena wasn't that big. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a lot of. Um, it was a small arena. They didn't need a lot of you know storage space because they didn't stock anything. Yeah. Um, or anything like that. So it's. It might be you for the cost of a diet. Up really so. diet yeah. yeah, there was no, there was no <laughs> backstage area for them really because they didn't have anything in, did they? Um, there's, no, <laughs> Let it go. There's, no, there's no storage facilities or anything. No diet It's been four years. <laughs> no kitchens or food or anything like that. Um. It would have been nice if it's got a bit longer, but uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty cool actually. A nice use of the uh, K trench music. Yeah. Because I think at this point there'd never been a cage match in
0: NXT. These two did have a cage match, I think, though, later on in the line, down the line didn't they? The end, that one. Yeah. yeah. So we've got the demon Finn Balor comes out. Uh, and he's sort of dressed up as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I guess we're in Texas. That makes sense. I think he did. Was it Jack the Ripper at London before? And I like the way that they've kept the demon a, a, a big deal. Um what I would notice, The chainsaw was really loud. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, know I noticed that. that Old person, but it was it was really it was really loud on the TV. <laughs> Put it down. Uh, so he's, he's dressed as the demon. He looks a big deal. Would you agree with that, Peters?
2: Yeah, I would. I think the demon at this time was something quite special. Um, I think when he comes out, he has that sort of the heartbeat music as well, which adds to the atmosphere. I don't, like you say, I think what the Demon maybe represented at this time to what it represents now is completely different. I think it's maybe a bit overused, the Demon. Um, but I think, like you say, at this time it was it was very good. I think it w- it meant something more and it just gave the match that extra feel, extra special feel that it needed.
0: Yeah, I think like Nakamura, when you see the Demon, it feels special. You think this is a something I'm going to remember. You know something's going to happen, don't you? I'm, yeah, I'm glad I'm here live for this moment, I think. Um, interesting side note on that, that entrance. Um, apparently, I read in an
1: interview that he was meant to come out on a horse. That was the original plan, because um, they're in Texas, but then he'd learned that Triple H had an accident whilst trying to um, attempt an entrance on a horse, so he decided to scrap it. So they wanted is, uh... to
0: the Texas Chainsaw Massacre instead. Speaking of horses, there's is a it, is it famous Al Snow story. I say famous. I've heard of it. It must be that famous. <laughs> Quite famous. But he's at an independent show, probably down south somewhere in America. And um, the guy who owns it, him and his son are the top like, wrestlers. And they're it's coming out on, yep. uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. And they're coming out on horses. But apparently, because the ramp's so slippy, you've got to put a special shoe on. And Al Snow knew this, so he wrestled on early in the card. And, uh, and he wanted to, normally he said he'd leave or he'd do whatever, he ain't bothered about the rest of the card, I got not blame him but he said he wanted to stay and watch so he stayed and watched for this like man and son to come out horses because he knew they didn't have this special type of horse he wants so <laughs> they're just like slipping all over as they come down the ramp they have to get off the horses early because the horses are just going to go over <laughs> this is their like whatever these little indie feds yeah, um, he's there, WrestleMania. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. I'm sure it must be with us, with um must have been on the Steve Austin show. You probably get it if you listen to all his iCards. I'm sure Steve Austin or Jericho, probably Steve Austin. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and he watched them on this horse and he watched them slip and slide. So maybe that's why. Maybe they had a horse ready to go. Didn't have the special horseshoes on. Yeah, but
1: apparently that was the, the initial idea was for him to come on a horse because they were in Texas.
0: Would that have worked, though? So? Would that have worked with so the demon? I don't think... It... Finn Balor. yes. Uh, the demon,
2: I don't, I don't think it would. Yeah. You can't really have a cowboy demon, can you? Oh, could you? Would that? Is that something
0: we're all, we're all in? Yeah. Do, yeah,
2: we, could do we yeah. want to see a cowboy demon? <laughs> we nearly got a pumpkin demon, if it
1: wasn't for the mumps. Um, a okay, pumpkin demon? It was when who was first in uh, Sister Abigail. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the... I mean, he never announced the pumpkin demon, but he was... Pumpkin related first because it was near Halloween. That's true. Really, that's true, Vince, my man, isn't it? Yeah, the year where the uh, where Angle came back and replaced Roman Reigns at last minute. Oh,
2: right, really? uh, like someone's dad today uh, storming the ring. The five yeah. So,
0: yeah, the five
2: on three.
0: Remember it well. Yeah. So we get into the match, um, and pretty much straight away, I think the first time of lock up what everybody will remember about this match is small Geotech's there, sort of an inadvertent uh, headbutt and it opens up a cut on his right eye and it's vicious an absolute vicious cut and within seconds is absolutely bleeding and uh, they never really got going after that so for because of the I'm assuming because of the the rules and doing, they don't like blood there was a lot, a lot of stoppages. The referee trying to clean up the blood, and then two guys come down with towels trying to clean up the blood. And, I mean, for me, after, like, one or two times, right, yeah, you wipe the blood away, it's still bleeding. Stop. <laughs> I thought, I remember at the time thinking this match was an absolute bust because of the repeated stoppages. But it was better than I remember watching it back now. It was better than I remember watching.
2: But... The stoppages really took it away from it. What did you think, Terry? I I think I've noted that down that I don't remember it happening so early on, but I do think the the stop the medical stoppages didn't help help it get going. I think the problem is they probably had to do it because of where it was located, because obviously it's like sort of just below the eyebrow, around the eyebrow area. It did but, look like he was rubbing it a few times and needed to get out of his eye. So I can only assume that they needed to clear it so it wasn't going in his eye. So obviously it then doesn't doesn't endanger him or, or Finn. Um, I think once once it did sort of calm down a bit, the actual cut, it, the match was good, but I do think it, it was a slow starting because of that. I don't know why they didn't just use some sort of Vaseline or something like they do in boxing, you know, that stops the cuts. I don't really know why they didn't just do that to start with. But then, um, in boxing,
0: the uh, the cut man will, will rub adrenaline on it just on right. the bleeding.
2: I don't whether they, I, know whether they had that or not, I don't know. I think they're more prepared, because I think
0: they're expecting the cut to happen, so they, they'll put um, adrenaline and Vaseline on to to stop it bleeding, basically. Um, whether they knew it was going to happen or not, but I agree with you. I thought it could have been dealt with a lot better by people who know how to work cuts. Surely they must have somebody
2: backstage who, who knows how to deal with them. But I do think when you see it, it's cause obviously it's... In quite a soft space, and I think that's where a lot of blood comes from, isn't it? Like in the softer cut, the softer areas of the skin, there's a lot more blood flow. Um, I could be wrong on that. I'm not a medical person. Um, doctor, doctor therapy. Doctor <laughs> <that's laughs> therapy. It did, it did make if that terrifying. I don't know what it is. Doctor <laughs> therapy. Is. It, it it did make Joe look like a lot, lot more like badass. You know what I mean? Like because he had all this blood pouring for his face. It's all over his chest. It was like quite the, the wall wound, really. And then you look at Finn and he's, there's not really a scratch on him. Um, and as well, I think Finn didn't really know what to do while the medical stuff was going on. And yeah. So he was just But the commentary was then saying it, it gives him valuable time to recover, which I suppose he was trying to do by just sort of staying down a bit rather than being at one side of the ring just waiting for something to happen. Yeah, but I thought I do, the- I do think it affected the match.
0: I thought the cut meant Finn Balor look a bit daft really, because obviously it happened early on. No one takes into account for that, and then uh, I don't think it was planned that early on. Mojo threw Finn Balor into the crowd.
2: Yeah, absolute... killed a, killed a security guard. Oh, there's security guard. I figured that man. You just see it on the floor that
0: the security guard in yellow just laid out. He <laughs> just took Finn Balor's ass to the face. <laughs> But there's a shot of Samoa Joe where his face is... I'm surprised they showed it, really. His, fa- his face is just absolutely crimson, and he's got it all over his chest. But, yeah, I agree with you there, Terry. Every time they went to stop Finn Balor, um, stop Samoa Joe, c- cover him with the blood, there's a point where the ref... Is it Jimmy Corderas? Is that the ref? Oh, i probably just met that. No, no. no it's he was not, a ref, but I don't, it's not yeah,
1: he's him. A, he's a really good follower on Twitter as well, Jimmy Corderas. Yeah, uh, very, uh, very interesting. I, but no, mate, I can't remember
0: the name of the he's a, he's a famous referee. He's he's, in, he's done a lot of big big matches. Maybe not at this point, but he definitely has now. Yeah. And every time he went over to Joe and stopped him and said, oh, I need to clear that up, Finn Balor just sort of stood around going, oh, God, yeah, I'm out again. <laughs> yeah. He just didn't really ever get going. I, I just think the amount of times he did it, they weren't going to close it. Call the match off or, or let it go. What, what do you think, Lou?
1: Yeah, I remember at the time it was very frustrating, Of like, and you could hear the, the crowd's frustration. Very annoyed, do not they? Very
2: annoyed. Like, they start shouting oh, PG on. sucks, don't they? Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think it was sucks, was it? It was a different word. Sounding very similar.
0: There was a sucks first, and then it yeah, went on. Yeah, I, I heard sucks, yeah. but then I heard something <laughs> yeah.
1: else. It was, it was fucks. Um
0: But yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just remember being like. Oh come on! Like every time it got going, but yeah, it was quite a good match actually. Like I, when you watched it, watched it back, it wasn't as frustrating as it was in the arena. Yeah, um, in the arena it was very frustrating at times. It was just oh come on man, just let him go. Like similar to so when you're football and like the the opposition opposition star striker keeps going down, you know? Like, oh come yeah. on man, just let it play. Like let it play. Like it felt very similar to something like that. But obviously, it, it can be held. And I say, if it's a cut, I think Corey Graves did a very good job of explaining why it was such a big deal. Yeah, like it wasn't. They were just tidying up a cut. It was like
0: there's a risk of him going blind if they don't fix this now. Which is something we don't get in the crowds, isn't it? You don't yeah. get that from commentary. Um, but I do think someone Joe did a very good job of obviously wanting the attention because I've I've never been caught like that. <laughs> do not how much it hurts. But he, obviously, do you know? He wanted the attention, but he was trying to push the ref away, wasn't he? And he, there's a few times where he, like, armed the cup guys in the face and said, you know, leave me alone, I want to just beat him up. So I thought Samoa Jr tried to handle it as best he could while yes. still getting the attention that he needed. But for this was one of the matches I was... I remember at the time thinking, oh, this is going to... Because the, the match in London was great. This was uh, another match he's thinking, oh, this is going to be, like, off the chain, insane. This is going to be, like, incredible. But, spoiled by the blood, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So, an interesting end. Um, I don't remember him doing it as much in NXT, but uh, Smojo puts a coquina clutch on, which is probably one of the strongest submission moves in the WWE today. Not many people get out of that. He definitely... Uh, Brought Lesnar look a fool didn't he? Yeah, the coquina clutch. Uh, so he puts a coquina clutch on Finn Balor. This is after um, Finn Balor had already done the coup de gras, and he went for the the DDT, which is more known for now. I didn't realise they did that then. I didn't somehow picked up rewatching it today after it went for that. So Joe's got him in the coquina clutch. Balor manages to get him on his shoulders and goes down for the one, two, three whilst in the cookie and the clutch. And Samoa Joe's looking a bit despondent, you know what I mean? I'm throwing everything at him because there's definitely a point where he eats the muscle buster. And uh, he's, well, shocked is the way that Alor was has not putting him away. But I thought it, again, is a bit of a, a flat ending. I don't know if I'm a fan of them endings. What about you, lo Lou? I, I kind of liked it in the
1: in the moment because it kind of protected Joe, um, right. yeah. who ended up winning the title on a house show three weeks later. Yeah, in Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, so it's a bit of an odd choice, in it? Like, why are you just not getting to do it? Why do you not just win the title and there and then? Yeah, there and then. Um, but no, I I didn't mind it. It was I remember the crowd being very confused when he hit the coup de grace and then didn't go for the pin. Yeah. It just kind of like he'd almost hit charge finisher and he was waiting for him to get back up again. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's kind of because he was going for a newer finisher just to make sure because he'd not been able to put him away so far. I think was the idea behind it. Right. He was trying to pull out that that extra bit of status as it were that he needed. So I kind of I got it got it from that. So yeah, I, I didn't mind the ending. I remember it, it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere, but that's the idea behind it, isn't it? Really. I guess. So, yeah. I think I was waiting for another finishing sequence to happen. And then when that kind of happened, it was out of the blue, but
0: I thought it was good given the story they were telling of then, escaping just... rather than winning. So it, so it ends, and Ballas won the title, retained the title, He's beat Small Smogio. Joe. And Small Joe's obviously annoyed because he hasn't won. He's still got to do cause he's the upper hand because he's still in the cocky and the clutch. And he just leaves the ring. He doesn't, I thought he maybe should have put the boots in. Would you
2: agree, Terry? Um. Yeah, I'd agree, because, like you say, it makes, it makes Joe, doesn't it, look a bit more heelish?
0: Yeah, if he was that annoyed that you've just lost the title, he just sort of left and was like, all right, yeah, oh, I ain't won I then. I thought and he sh- maybe should have ended a bit stronger.
2: Or at least come go up the ramp and then maybe come back down and dampen it that way, sort of attack him that way, so it looks like he's going, oh, fair enough, I've lost, and then come back down, and I think it then strengthens Joe's a heel and maybe... And again, strengthens Finn as a babyface because of what's just happened. I'm yeah. gonna have to, I'm gonna have to
1: disagree. Listen. Do you not think? Uh, no, I think given that it's they kept saying all the way through, this is our WrestleMania. You, Hogan must pass, brother. Right, like, right. You, you need the, the babyface needs to go on top. So as, as weird as it was, if Jordan slips and goes, oh, God's sake, lost again. It
0: just left though, didn't he? Just... Yeah, I, I think
1: it's just the the overriding feeling is that you need your babyface to go on top. Your
0: closer you know.
2: needs to be a babyface celebration. I think they put this match in the wrong place.
0: What would you have had Asker fair? Asker last?
2: No, I'd have had Sami Zayn last. Because then you get that baby babyface finish, the perfect baby babyface finish of when the shake hands. it and then Sami Zayn gets his, his proper send off. I'd have put Asuka af, I'd have put Asuka and Bailey after Austin Aries with Baron Corbin, then put this and then finished on and left the, left the crowd on a high. Are you saying that after watching it? If
0: if this match hadn't been affected by blood, by the core, do you think
2: you'd still be saying the same thing? Probably not. I do think, like you say, that the cut is probably clouding my no pun intended in my views on things. But I think I, I think that definitely hate the match. I think with everything that happened. I think it just would have... It, putting it that way would have looked better. But I know what you mean, like you say, because the cut did affect the match. But we don't know how much that affected what they were going to do in the ring. I can only assume it, it affected it somewhat, um, which maybe did take away from what they had planned as well. Because there's a lot of fans who were sort
0: of, sort of old-school the where the title goes on last. Um gonna get sort of very annoyed but where the title I suppose, doesn't I, I suppose if you're saying one, it's I'm their WrestleMania as well. Yeah I, suppose I think Lurix like the title should go on to last.
2: WrestleMania isn't it so the title should be on last. Yeah so,
1: I am old school in but I think that like for the most part your your card
0: should raise in, in terms of importance.
2: So you um, do, do you put
0: super matches, sort of like dream matches, below title matches? For the
1: most part, there I don't think nakamura is as much as we said how great it was and how massive it was, I don't think it was big enough to go on. You last. You know, like like WrestleMania 18, where you got Rock and Hogan. That should have gone on last. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I think this time, no, yeah, yeah, probably not. No, it was. It was a big deal, but the NXT title is still quite new. NXT is quite new in general at this point. Yeah. You've got to make your title look like the most important thing in the show.
0: I would agree I would agree with you, but I also you, I would I
1: would have had no issue swapping Billy and Esker with this match. I was just gonna say that. But I think it went on had this match gone as planned, it would have been and it wasn't the amount of blood, this would have been a, a nicer way for the crowd to finish on rather than barely passing out.
2: And I do, yeah. and I do think that's what what has dampened this this match. It is it is the fact that he got that cut. And I think it was it that it was so early. on. if it was towards the end of the match, they could have just said, "Well, we'll, we'll cut it five minutes early. It's uh, two minutes early. It's not not a big deal." But to have it happen thirty seconds into the match, it totally changes the complex for the rest of the the 15, 20 minutes that they went.
0: Yeah, because it was so early, they had to. Cheat, whatever they had planned was out the window on it. Like I, I think they. The ballast spot into the crowd, especially, was, was definitely uh, sort of on the fly, spontaneous, just to get Joe that bit of breathing space where they can come down and have a look at it. But on the whole, one of the best shows I've ever been to, I thought there was two Absolutely brilliant matches. The first match America and Revival and Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. Those two very, very good matches, Asker and Bailey. And then I, watching it back now, I appreciate it a lot more. There's Joe and uh, Finn Balor match. And there was one average match. It was average, so I can't really say a lot more. Austin Aries against Baron Corbin. Lou, any final thoughts on the pay per view as a whole? Yeah, as you say, it was one of the
1: best shows I've ever seen. Um possibly at that point it you well, it obviously was the best show I'd I'd been to live. Um as much as I love those um fake British rests in the early two thousands. Um you know, whole say hall. <laughs> <laughs> people dress up as Kane. This was probably the best match I'd seen like the best show I'd seen live up to this point. Probably the best show in NXT's history. I would agree with point. that. I do think they've yeah. exceeded themselves since then. Um, yes, I still think take over New Orleans is the goal standard for me. Again, I might be biased because I was there as well. Um, but we'll I think mean, that's the goal that, standard we'll, of my we'll next Next year, next year, <laughs> next year no. Next if year, I'm we'll honest. do that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's too late now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, next year we'll get to that. But yeah, I, and I do think, yeah, this the 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 personal specialty ad, the spe, personal specialist app for me was. We'd made it to WrestleMania weekend, you know. You know, I'm there, you know, with some of my best mates and and you know, obviously Terry Peters was there as well. Um <laughs> and it was like bloody hell, we're at WrestleMania weekend. Um and that's where it really it really hit home and it was just such an amazing way to start the weekend. Um I think right this is gonna be one of the, the best weekends of your life. Um so it was great from that point of view, but from a purely in ring wrestling production as well. Yes, this was awesome. And I think, well, I don't, you know, I don't care what Melsi says. Nakamura's is in his five stars anyway, you look at it. Um,
2: 100%. There's no Completely way, though. It's,
1: like, it's just on a different level of match I'd seen before. Um, and again, like, technically speaking, probably still the best match I've ever seen live. I do prefer um, Martin K. versus Joseph cars from the WCPW as a personal favourite of mine. Oh, um, the mixed tag from WrestleMania 34 was amazing live. At Rousey and Angle against Triple H. And... Yeah, <laughs> my God, I've never been in a crowd as rabid as that. That. That, that, was, was, that, was that was hot. That was hot. Yeah. But to this point, it was yeah one of the most special matches I've I've seen.
0: Um, and it was just the the yeah, the ass got a really really good card. If you was to grade it, then what would you? What we'll, we'll do out of ten or do a we'll letter grade in? Out do a ten, seven and a half. I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> out of ten, you got to give it. You got to give it eleven. Eleven out of God ten. Damn.
1: Oh goddamn! Oh goddamn! It was good. He's breaking his own scale <laughs> mainly for that. Mainly for that middle bloody match, which is just oh, it was. Yeah. Watching it back this morning was just the goosebumps came right back again. It was. It oh, was, any was any beautiful.
0: card in the world that match is going to stand out, isn't it? I think yeah. that's. Outstanding. Outstanding. What about you all then, Tez Pez? Any any final thoughts? Well, I'm going to stick to the actual
2: ten scale. Um, and give <laughs> it... <laughs> I told
0: you, absolute stickler Toby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you will not find him going over ten whatsoever. And, give it, and, and give it a nine and a half. What? Be- a
0: nine and a half? half. What? Is Purely
2: what? because of the Baron Corbin match, I just think it just slightly detracted from it ever so slightly and it just takes it down but don't get me wrong I still feel very very lucky to have been there and watched it live
0: I would agree with Lou I think this is this is above the 10 this is still watching it back today and maybe we are biased because we went but I don't even think if he wasn't there I feel that like this is one of the better NXT, this is definitely the top 5 NXT shows of
2: all time I think yeah. it's top 2 top 2 What? what what's along um, with along with 34 is that New Orleans? Yeah, I'd put New Orleans. I put them on a par.
0: Would ya? So both nine and a
2: half. that could change. That could change whenever you watch it. But... I think uh,
1: New Orleans, obviously. Uh, I mean, I got mac and cheese that night. Better catering options all around. New Orleans. Um, so you're you probably got to give it the edge. <laughs>
0: So right, that's what we saying. So join us in a year's time when we go through NXT New Orleans and find out why Terry Peters has knocked off half a point. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> so gotta a whole year for that. It'll bit because somebody's bloody name isn't read out alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> so, subject,
2: like to change, listeners. subject to change, listen,
0: subject to change. No, he's back checking already. It's been what at thirty seconds <laughs> he's back checking on it already. But that was NXT Takeover Dallas from 2016. It's the WrestleMania 32 weekend. Unbelievable way to start it off. Definitely a lot better than starting it off with a Hall of Fame. Lou, you will probably agree with me there. <laughs> I mean, anything where Hillbilly Jim
1: isn't involved is obviously good. <laughs> we I was think somewhere different. in New Orleans, Hillbilly Jim is still uh, <laughs> continuing his Hall of Fame speech now. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> he's just locked yeah. in that building during this pandemic yeah. he's still talking
0: so well,
2: unbelievable show
0: just great stuff from start to finish uh, next week is it um, it the- is Spring Stampede 99 Spring Stampede 99 so, which is
1: the last good WCW pay-per-view is it good because it is yeah. good it is you know and I'm not just saying that's because my boy DDP wins the title at the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, it's a, It's a... it's haven't even
2: seen it. Well, now you know. Sorry. <laughs> <Spoiler>. <laughs> it's, Pull up, Mark. You know,
1: it's got uh, Goldberg, Kevin Nash. It's got Stan tea, um The Four Corners match, which is... <laughs> Let me remember. DDP, Sting, Ric Flair and uh, someone else. Is it Hulk Hogan? It might be Hulk Hogan, you know. Um but it's just that it's a really good pay-per-view that I remember, again, from my childhood. One of the first pay-per-views I watched in its entirety. And yeah, as critics would say, it's the last good WCW pay-per-view, which, considering it lasted for two years after this,
0: <laughs> says a lot about WCW. But yeah, it's, it's a beautiful pay-per-view. So, going back to WCW next week, Terry Peters, as a man who's only ever watched one WCW pay-per-view and hated it... <laughs> Are you excited? What is your anticipations for next week's show?
2: Well, after that build-up from the man that also built up last week's <laughs> review. I'm very apprehensive especially after the spoiler that he just dropped for me. So, yeah, all good.
0: Definitely not to be trusted. Lou Markham is a man who is not to be trusted.
2: <laughs> but I am looking forward to seeing how WCW has developed over those three years.
0: Well, three years, so they've had the glory period, which was coming up a few months after what we watched. And, then, and they've gone back downhill. So they've, they've gone up and they're coming quickly yeah. coming back down. But not in this pay-per-view, though. It's, uh, <laughs> but it's a lot better than it.
1: uh You know, I mean, maybe, you know, you all, I said the last week's was great and you didn't believe me. Um, apparently, some people didn't like the Taro <laughs> Um
0: But it's a great pay-per-view next week. Great, solid, wrestling pay-per-view next week. And then coming the week after that, we'll go into ECW, we'll go into the extreme. Now we will. We sure have, but their first ever pay-per-view, fairly legal. Fairly legal. Terry Peters, as a man who was very WWE centric, have you ever watched the legal, Terry Peters. <laughs> okay. Christ, no need to see that. <laughs> have you ever watched the WWE pay-per-view?
2: I had one on VHS as a child and I've watched quite a few on the network and I bloody there love them.
0: Oh, So, Terry Peters, highly recommended. So join us in two weeks for that, but next week we've got the '99. Spring Stampede, thank you very much for listening to us talk about a show we actually like this week, so should we do this every week, if it, is it going to go terrible good, terrible good, is it, so? probably, well, if, well, it's, if it's you'll be good. next week, probably, it's going to be very, <laughs> <if> there's <laughs> two good
1: shows in Iraq, Spring Stampede 99 is an all time classic pay per view, a sleeper <laughs> hit as some people might say.
0: You've edit you've edited This is a wrestling around exclusive. <laughs> Spring Stampede '99 is a great, an absolute great. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram as Wrest Around as W E R E S, no W R E S, sorry, Around. <laughs> um, follow us on there. At us with any questions you may have. At us saying, I've just listened to episode one. I ate your goats because you've just made me watch the tire of <laughs> We are on Facebook as Wrestling Around. If you do have any other questions, then we are at Wrestling Around at Outlook.com. That yeah, is Wrestling Around at Outlook.com. Thank you to all them people who give us a five-star review on on iTunes. We're also available on Spotify and Acast. Um, yeah. Please carry on giving us, it does help us grow and we will do, we'll get better. <laughs> we'll do better shows. We're we'll not letting Lou pick anymore after these ones. <laughs> uh,
1: you won't be, be saying that next week.
0: <laughs> well, Join us next week to find out, is this the redemption of Lou Markham? <laughs> will he finally give us a WCW pay-per-view? Which is average. <laughs> So, thank you. Lou, where can we find you on social media? Um, I'm really boring. At Lou Markham on
1: all my social media accounts. You can find me arguing with with Dave Meltzer um, and the occasional racist in different circumstances.
2: <laughs> Terry Peters, where can we find you? I am on Twitter at Tez Peters, T-E-Z Peters, or Rob Earl, with an E on the end, 92. That's a strange Twitter account.
0: Why would yeah. you why would, if you got it tapings? Why would you make a Rob L, Colin? Yeah, just pick a random name. What are you doing? Uh, got that. Don't don't follow that one.
2: <laughs> I'll cut that bit out.
0: <laughs> and uh, you can uh. follow me at the Ross M on Twitter. That is the Ross M. Join us next week where we'll be going back to 1999 WCW Spring Stampede. Thank you very much for listening to the second episode of Wrestling Around. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you very much, and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.